Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I feel like Reg's setup is getting better like every single week. Now he's got the pop screen. Now we're just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That last podcast I did then, I was like, man, my peas are popping out here, man. I got <laughs> Get it right. Get it right. Yeah. Reg just, like I said, it's approval with every show. Yeah. Uh, hey, welcome to Grab City. I'm Will Washington, and I'm not alone here because Mr. Philip Lindsay is here. It's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Righteous Reg is here. In the building, it's Double R, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's us. It's Grab City, man. What's good with y'all? It's crazy out here. Yeah, and uh, I I got to hang with uh, with Phil this past weekend, um, and in ATL, so that was fun. Shared I watched, air- that, I watched that stream, and I could see y'all front row just like living it up during terminus. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn, I like how y'all left a chair for me too. Like, right there was like, empty <laughs> yeah, in, in so spirit. I- I didn't bother to ask about that till because like so we were looking for seats right because you know you we got the front row seats but it was pretty much just choose your seat they weren't assigned and so there was a a bullet club book sitting in that chair when we got there so you know I was like oh somebody must be sitting here and so sat down in the seats next to it and then it wasn't until like halfway through the show I finally turned to the guy on the other side of it and I was like is this your book? And he's like, no, nah, I thought it was yours. And <laughs> so I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So like, we don't even know who this is. And he's like, Yo, nope. They were trying to induct y'all into the Bullet Club, but both of y'all fumbled <laughs> yeah. the bag. Hey. Big fumble. Man, y'all could have both been Bullet Club right now. I said, all you have to do is read this book right here. Yeah, right here. but I thought somebody put it there to like reserve the seat, so I didn't bother to to do anything with it i was like ah somebody's here or whatever but like i said it wasn't until right. halfway through the show that i'm finally like is somebody sitting here because right. i feel like they would have taken the seat by now this show is long in, in in motion uh but yeah we went to terminus this past weekend it was it was a whole lot of fun uh and that was a nice airbnb by the way that you know airbnbs have been hit or miss uh for me over the years <laughs> but <laughs> I uh, I have actually never been in an Airbnb. Um, oh, wow. um, for our non-black listeners, I don't know if you guys know this, <laughs> but um, if you're just a black single male, if you get on you Airbnb and you try you just try and get an Airbnb and you don't have family, people are real. Sus. They're like, nah, they don't I, don't, do that. I don't know about this guy. Yeah, <laughs> they don't do that. I've been to Airbnbs with a group of people and been like, they yep. don't even want me here still, mm-hmm. and I'm, it's it's. I don't mess with Airbnbs for that reason, just because it's so sensitive and like you can just never know. And yeah, you like, get turned down a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. So yeah, I, uh, I've, I've stayed in three now. Um, 
One was in Harlem, and I knew I couldn't get turned down for that. I know. I stayed at Airbnb in Harlem, uh, but it was cool. That was uh, on my my first New York trip. I did a uh, an Airbnb in Harlem, and it worked out really well. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do this from now on. And then uh, I stayed in another one in Glenwood Springs. Uh, that one was weird, just because like it felt like. Like, the pictures couldn't illustrate it, and I suppose there's no way the pictures could have. But a description could have. But it was, like, a fun house, right? Because, like, the floors were, like, all lopsided. <laughs> and, like, the doors were, like, all kind of, like, warped. Um, it was, like, the foundation had just, like, unsettled in it maybe, like, 50 years ago. And all of a sudden, the whole place just, like, feels warped. And I felt as soon as I walked in, I felt like I, if I had, like, roller skates on, I would have just, like, slid down the to the other side of the floor. <laughs> that was kind of fun. Were your kids there? Because it was like you had a good time been sliding down the damn hallway. But yeah, this one we stayed in, it was three black males, so that was interesting, too. It was nice. Um, this was also in Atlanta. There's more. Yeah, it was Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. They're used so. to... They're used to niggas pulling up at their Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good. Uh, and yeah, we have fun. It was funny, though. The funny story of the weekend, for those who haven't followed me on Twitter, was that uh, the night before, and it was really just like a thing, right? I was just like, uh, I was just listening to some music, right? And for whatever reason, through the playlist I was listening to, Sunshine by Jay-Z came on. And I was like, man, people hate on this song too much. I'm going to tweet about it. And so I tweet about it. What? And <laughs> and the tweet hadn't even done much that night. Bro. And it didn't do much the next morning. And then, of course, I board the plane to Atlanta right after Grapsity last week. And I don't know who because there's been way too many notifications to figure out who. But somebody noteworthy got a hold of that tweet in the time I was in the air. Uh, because, of course, I get off the plane and take my phone off airplane mode, and all of a sudden my notifications just go bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And so I open, and it's a bunch of people, a lot of check marks, tweeting about the, the Sunshine tweet. And Bro, I'm everybody stop the presses. <laughs> Jigga man, Jigga man. <laughs> ho, Jigga man. ho. Yo. Responded to a tweet, responding <laughs> to your tweet, Jay Z himself. I know, we're right? Over. We're done here. You can't top the whole retweet. I, I, I know. That's old, that, bro. Come on, man. That, that, that was the part that got me, right? Because I, I saw that. Um, like I said, a lot of people were tweeting about it, and the funny thing was, it was like me and Phil's entire conversation through the airport of talking about uh, <laughs> as we're walking through the airport, leaving. Um, we're having a big conversation about. Uh, Jay-Z and uh, the pop hits, right? Because we were also talking about Nas and um, we're talking about... Uh, you what owe was... me, I'm sure. Yeah, we're talking about You Owe Me. That was exactly you what me, Nostradamus. Nostradamus, yeah. Yeah, so we we had a big conversation about the pop hits and stuff and, and all of that. But like I said, it was like back and forth, right? Some people were like... So basically my statement, and I feel like a lot of people were taking the statement like way too far. Mm -hmm. All I said in my statement was, "Sunshine was fine. It has an unnecessarily bad reputation." Right. Or got yeah, I said it got an unnecessarily right. bad rep. Um, and the argument begins and ends with when you compare it to everything else Jay Z has done. It's like, 
what is yeah. this? But it's all good. I said was it was fine, right? right? But I've got people weighing in going, nah, man, this is the worst song he ever did. But then I had people going, nah, this is one of his top five. And I'm like, whoa, like, I mean, y'all, these are, this is extreme. Y'all Yo, going a little nah, crazy. Yeah. Top five is, is crazy. That's yeah. like a, I won't skip it if it comes up in the playlist. Type. It's not like I'm putting it on my whole playlist. Like, yeah. that's, no, that's not the one for me. But, you know. I think... Like I think the first verse on that song is really good. Like I do think it, it's it's really good. Um, and that's as far as I'd go. As far as like <laughs> compliments, and I think the beat. And I think the beat is good. But I other think than the that, beat is the issue. If that was on some soul sample, people would be like, "This shit is hard." That's all it, it is. It's really it, just yeah, that it, beat. I'm not a big fan of Sunshine, but. I will just say that I feel like Will is selling this thing short because I watched this thing <laughs> happen in real time. Yeah, you sit next to me. I, um, I was I was also watching other things that were going on this weekend, and my biggest takeaway from this trip is that this man is like the most fascinating person I know. He's like the <laughs> yeah, most sexy man of wrestling. Every like, day there's something happening. Every day, every day. There's something happening. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, so I'm like, wait, hold so, wait, that's Will Washington. Wait, what? Oh, well, hold on a minute. So, what? so the big thing was like right before we all went to bed, right? We're uh, it, on Friday night, um, because it was like one o'clock in the morning, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, did Questlove just respond to me? And I was like, Phil, what, what the hell's going on? Why did Questlove just respond? And he tagged Jay Z, and then I think I didn't I say that night. I was like, would it be funny if Jay Z like responded to that? But like, I didn't think he would. Um, and then I go to bed, Man, wake up the next morning. Out of bed. Look, and Hove tweets so little. Oh my god! That if you go to his page. You don't have to scroll to find tweets from 2017. That's how little Jay-Z tweets. <laughs> and yet, for whatever reason... Bro, we are on. Just saying. <laughs> this... What other podcast got Hove talking about him? We, that's, what I, that's where I'm taking this. Hove was talking about Grapsity on Twitter. <laughs> out here, man. Hey, no, he's probably so... listening right now. Shout out to Hove, uh, Jay-Z. <laughs> Jigga go, jigga go. Like, you know, that's that's the man. So, but yeah, I'm just, I'm telling you, this tweet thing happened. I saw some other things in the midst of this trip. And I was just like, this dude is the most fascinating person I know. <laughs> we get in, yeah, we get in and we're sitting in our seats. Mike Bennett comes out and does his entrance. I, everybody else is high-fiving. He stops and gives Will, like, the biggest hug in yeah. the world. I was like, yo, Mike, who is this guy? But first, first off, okay, I've known Mike Bennett for years. Like, he can, you saw me talking to Mike, like, before the show. I swear uh, Will's been to, like, Mike and Maria's Thanksgiving one time or something. <laughs> they love them some Will Washington, man. They I was. No, I, I legitimately, I I actually had to pass on it, and I'm sorry about See? that. You guys know, but, no, but I was, but I was. I was invited to their wedding. Uh, I've known oh, this for this guy. Like, yeah, first off, I've known Maria. I've known Maria Cadellas for twelve years. Like I've known wow. Maria Cadellas a long time, and wow. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I produced their podcast, the Mike and Maria Wonderland. That was me. Uh, in case anybody's wondering who was behind that, uh, when they used to say, "Hey, flexing, uh, flexing, like flexing, flexing, like flexing. during the sh- during the show when they'd be like, "Hey, our producer says blah 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 blah," or I just got a note from our producer. Uh, I was wow. present every episode, Mike and Maria in wow. Wonderland. Uh, so I've known those two a really long time. Um, 
the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm saying, I'm I'm saying nobody, everybody, the mystery was out there. Everybody's like, I wonder who this producer is. <laughs> I can't figure this out. I'm confused. Like, I really want to know. And this whole time, he's been right here under your nose. 17 <laughs> years in the game. Now a part of Graph City, the hardest podcast out, sponsored by Jay-Z and Rodney. Sponsored by Jay-Z. This podcast has been brought to you by Jay Z. By Jay Z, and yeah. folks at Rockefeller Records, unleash the flutes. Baby, unleash the, the flutes. flutes. Yes, we out here. Uh, uh, oh. But yeah, so it was it was a fun weekend though. We had fun at uh, at Terminus, and uh, I thought it was a fun show. Good show. Um, yeah, it's a good show. Uh, I like the just. I don't know. I, I felt like Atlanta has needed. Um, Kind of that refresher of their uh, indie scene for a while. And sorry, I'm trying to get my camera to refocus. Um, but the uh, I feel like they've need, needed that kind of refresher and kind of somebody to to take the reins. And right. it, it's really good that somebody like uh, Baron Black and somebody like Jonathan Gresham kind of had the vision to to put that forward and and do that. And uh, that's actually a good time to. Give a big shout out to AC Mack for winning the Independent Wrestling Championship last night. Last night. At yeah. ATL. ATL people always come through rocking. That's a big, huge victory for AC Mack. He's an incredible talent. Um, he's had a crazy run this last two or three years. And to finally get a payoff like this, winning the Independent Wrestling Championship, is incredible. I'm sure the match was great. It was against Alex Shelley, so that's a guaranteed banger. Um, he did a great promo at the end where say he's the first openly gay world champion in pro wrestling. There's a lot of ground being covered, a lot of things happening. Shout out to AC Mack. Yeah. Big shout out to AC Incredible. Mack. Incredible. ATL, uh, man. So, yeah, it was a um, – yeah, I, I, it's been a, a good indie wrestling week, and then they announced Terminus 2. I will say that, uh, you know, we pretty much saw everybody. You know, we we got to, to see Faye and, and Shug for a little bit, mm -hmm. and uh, – Everybody who was around, you know, got to say hi to him. We took the picture with Jordan Grace. Um, but I will say, I don't know how that man stayed hidden that whole time, but uh, Mike Santana of Santana and Ortiz uh, showed up at the very end to challenge Jonathan Gresham uh, for Terminus 2. Where the hell was he the whole night? <laughs> like... <laughs> That's how it happens. I was at a West Coast Pro show for the entire time with the wrestlers. And then at the end, Jake Atlas came out. No, I was there the whole time. Like, where did Jake Atlas come from? Legit right. was there for like the last 10 seconds of the show. I'm like, mm -hmm. they be hiding these wrestlers pretty incredible somewhere yeah. <laughs> in these arenas or wherever they be. It's it's pretty great. Yeah, and, and that was cool. And that was a big surprise. And yeah, he's uh, going to be a Terminus 2. And then it was also announced that Swerve's going to be a Terminus 2 uh, coming um, into February. Yeah, into yeah, February. Yeah, a bunch of people asked me if I was going to be there. And it was there's so much travel coming up. Uh, that was not one I could squeeze in when. Uh, oh, because so, right before is something going on. Yeah, um, well, just yeah, in general, yeah. there's uh, there's just a and lot. Right like, after is going on. Yeah, there like just right after we're going places, and yeah, this weekend, uh, next weekend, we're gonna be at the Rumble. Like, hey man, them, them boys is going places. Yeah, next segue. Yeah, like next Saturday, uh, you won't have this backdrop because I'll be in St. Louis. Phil will be in St. Louis. Reg will have wow. his backdrop still. Uh, 
Boo, um, <laughs> boring. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Although, you know, we had to talk about um, about COVID last week. And by all accounts, I should have COVID right now, and I don't. Lakers. And Lakers. I Lakers. am. Stop, stop trying to jinx yeah, yourself. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't say that out loud. Hold up. First off, uh, so everyone in my house has it. Everybody. My wife. Currently? My kids. Yeesh. All of them. Yeah, and none, yeah, none of, them, none of them went to Terminus. Uh, yeah, and none uh, of them went to the South where they don't uh, <laughs> mandate that people wear masks. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> now I will say uh, it's it's been um, my son's clear, uh, my daughter's clear. They're both clear. Uh, my wife still like hacking up. Nothing. I have tested multiple times. Even yesterday, I was like, I kind of feel an itch in the back of my throat. I should test. He's like, and... I don't got it. I just spread it to my whole family. <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm not even testing positive. So, like, Man. I don't know. Um, I've tested multiple times because I'm like, okay, I just got back from Atlanta. I was in a, uh, a crowded place. It was wrestling fans, literally, as Phil just mentioned, people giving hugs. I'm like, okay. Uh, not that I'm like wishing it upon myself. It's just more so like looking at the circumstances. I don't see how I don't. Jeez, <laughs> and, this is why I'm not. I'm not in New York right now at Hammerstein Ballroom because I knew. I'm like I don't want to get it, and I know if I go there, I'm going to get it. So it's good to just stay. My yeah. Uh, it mm. somehow though with. And I sleep next to my wife. It ain't like... Uh... <laughs> I, I mean, we assumed that you slept next to your wife. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, mean, I, mean <laughs> I don't know. It could be like an old 50s sitcom where we sleep, sleep in got, twin beds. Right, yeah, we got the uh, I Love Lucy set up with the yeah. twin beds. Yeah. yeah. Was it? I think it was The Addams Family, right? That was like the first show ever where... It was uh, bed together. Yeah, where the the main couple of the show didn't sleep in like twin beds because it was considered like lewd at the time, which is insane to think. A hundred years ago on television, they were like, "Yeah, we can't have like a man and a woman's like sleeping in the same bed together." That's right. just insanity. Now there's barbed wire and pizza cutters cutting people's heads open. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday you can, night, you can, you can say shit on TV now, which you can do yeah, you want. hell, you can say go fuck yourself. <laughs> You can Which, say, go fuck yourself. Great transition. Yeah. Well, what we'll be talking about that in a minute because uh, breaking news right before oh, yeah. the show. We got to start. Got to start with uh, the big topic because it, it broke right before the show. But Leo Rush is leaving All Elite Wrestling. Uh, that was confirmed by Leo Rush. It's been speculated for um, uh, for about a week now, uh, or like two weeks, honestly. Like the fact that uh, a lot of people were wondering why the Dante Martin relationship just hasn't been referenced in a little while. And uh, there were I a lot. Like, I was on Reddit. There's legit like 20 threads on uh, Squared Circle. Like, where's Leo Rush? Where's Leo Rush? Yeah. Every time there's a thing, where's Leo Rush? Everybody's asking about him. So this was a big talking topic for many weeks, especially since he put out that tweet responding to Tony Khan, responding right. to Big Swole. So it's been like. And, uh, I, you know, I, I saw it kind of like really come to a head when the uh, the artwork for or not the artwork, but the promotional material for the uh, Who We Are album, um, the boys on it, uh, was uh, put out, and Leo Rush so was on it. So much fun! Yeah. Let me just say real quick, great project. I, I hate that these little things keep popping up to try to put any to dampen our shine in any way. I'm having so much fun doing this. This is so great when the shit comes now, out. That's the other thing Phil can attest to. 
The what they feel could attest to was uh, so the track that I was waiting for to listen to after the show last week. Um, you guys heard it uh, because because I received it during the show. I listened to it like nonstop the whole trip. <laughs> I was so pleased with how that turned out. First off, I was like, all right, on the plane, I downloaded the Eternals and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch this. And then I got like 10 minutes in and I'm like, let me listen to the song one more time. And I listened to it on the plane <laughs> and then I listened to it again. And I probably listened to it like 20 times. Uh, and then we got in the riddle car and <laughs> I'm like, let me throw this on real quick. I just want to hear it. You got, you got so uh, look, I got thrown for a loop after last podcast. We talked about it. The song that I had done was done. And then after Montezzi was here, after the podcast, he said, Hey, that song, just kidding. That's a fake song. Scrap that song. Brand new song, brand new beat, brand new thing. I was like, ah, what am I going to do? Like when it came in, I was like, I don't know. I don't do like Righteous Reg doesn't do this. So what am mm -hmm. I going to do? But legit, I got a crazy fortune at uh, Panda Express that was like, yo, stop. My Panda Express fortune told me to relax. My Panda Express fortune was like, yo, try some new things. And then I was like, you know what? You're right. And it worked out. Song's a banger. I was dancing in my room to this fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so how do we go full circle from you going, hey, got to re-record re this song? Man, feeling a little down in the dumps. Cracked <laughs> open that fortune cookie. I'm man, saying, everything's going to be yeah. all right, man. Let hey, sometimes. Let me go get some lunch. <laughs> I sat on it for a couple of days. Like, yo, I, I, maybe not. Cracked but yeah. Fortune, uh, fortune was like, you know what? You can do this. Hey, man. As long as the fortune has got you. Let's go. Panda Express, man. Everybody knows niggas love orange chicken at Panda Express. It got some kind of black, some so, kind of thing that black people love inside of it. I'm telling yes. you. It's probably crack. Don't do that to us, man. We don't deserve this. <laughs> but back to the topic at hand. Yeah, so like I said, the promotional material was released. People noticed <laughs> that... that was a no, I know. And, and it is a great tangent, too. But people noticed that Leo Rush wasn't on the cover. Um, he's listed as an artist on the album. He was not listed uh, as part of the uh, talent, so that led to a lot of speculation. Um, I don't know if that had anything to do with anything. Um, but, I'd like, legit, I have no idea. Uh, but it was... That just led to to more speculation, more talk online. I think he's heard all of it. Um, every time he had something to post, because everything he's been posting has been um, not related to all elite wrestling. It's been the uh, he's talked about GCW coming up. He's talked mm -hmm. about New Japan coming up. Um, he's been really posting about his music lately, but nothing AEW. So that again, the speculation was was running rampant. Um, and today he officially put out the statement that his contract expires second week of February, February 14th, I think he said, um, at which point he is a free agent and he is free to take bookings um, and he is no longer going to be a part of AEW. Um, now, of course, speculation running wild, right? Uh, because Leo was the first person to uh, make a statement um, against uh tony khan in the big swole controversy um and his statement was basically he added tony khan and said apologize um and so there's a whole lot of theories going around and then the, the next day he put out a statement um not necessarily backtracking on it but more so uh i i would say a lot of people saw it that way um more so, I guess, offering his clarification on the statement. Um, he talked about how he had talked to to Tony, um, and that was 
that that had a reaction, right? That had a, a big reaction from uh, a lot of people in the space, in in the black wrestling Twitter space, uh, at which some saw it as a uh, as backing down, and actually, I won't even say some. Most everybody saw it as backing down uh, from where he was the previous day. And so there's the, a what the fuck is he supposed to do? I keep every time someone talks about like, oh, he did he back what the what the fuck is he supposed to do? You dumb son of bitch! I, I don't, <laughs> I'm so like the situation is so like. I try to like calm down. ACH and Leo Rush situations. Anytime these situations go down, I get real. I get a lot of anxiety about it because yeah. people don't really understand everything that's going on. We talk about fucking mental health and we talk about these things but as soon as they are ready to get their jokes off fuck mental health that shit's out the window i don't care i need my jokes i need my dunks i need this what the fuck choose a side bro you can't advocate for one thing and then the next second do the thing that goes against exactly what you're fucking advocating for yeah. Don't right. do that. <laughs> you know, Reg mentioned that before the show, and that like really struck a chord with me, right? Because I, I, I talk about having mental health issues are doing the thing that fucks with mental health issues. What are you thinking, bro? Relax, man. A lot of people are going through a lot of shit. These times are insane. Like, not only is it just like he's trying to focus and wrestle with the fucking wrestling company there's covid there's kids there's life there's wives there's music there's all kinds of things going on we don't know anything that's happening before this tweet they weren't super putting leo rush in all the positions that he should have been put in after that tag match that they had he they should have been having him on dynamite every week that tag match was incredible one of the best tag matches of the entire year and they weren't really putting him in positions that he needs to be in this guy's a rapper this guy's an actor this guy's are all these things they didn't showcase none of it they didn't tell us that leo rush was the guy that he fucking is and so this isn't a big surprise because we've been wondering the whole time that he's been signed to aew why the fuck aren't they doing this more with leo rush so but bigger fucking than that is mental fucking health so when people are going through things you can't fucking come at them all crazy to add on to their bullshit to get your fucking dunks off just leave it alone if you got something to say say it in your fucking head and get out of my face yeah i I think people have to wait right wait just wait for 10 minutes damn dude you don't have to be the first one to get your shit off I think I think we have to wait to see what his side of the story is because of course he can't say everything just yet. He's still there. Um, we don't know everything. We don't know. We don't know the depth of the conversation he had with Tony. Um, we just don't know. There's there's so much information about this that we just don't know. I mean, this is this is less than a month away from the initial debacle that started this. Right. We just don't know. And so I think people jump into conclusions and going stuff like he was let go or. We we it it sounds like the his contract just expired. Um, now so, the question is, of course, he wasn't signed for very long, so that's right, right. So of course, there's a lot of questions about that. You know, how long was he even signed for in the first place? Um, and I think every contract it seems, you know, from on the outside that every 
contract in AEW is different. There isn't a base of what they're doing with these guys. They might give a guy a contract for two weeks. They might give a guy a contract for three months. They might give a guy a contract for three years. It's all different. Every situation is different. Leo Rush could have had a six-month contract, and Tony Khan's like, I'm going to see what happened because there's things that happened in the past. I'm playing cautious. I'm playing it by ear. And he did how it would, whatever how he needed to do. Both of these situations – Together, we don't know exactly what happened. Right. So and, and I that's mean, where we have to it's, land. It's worth stating because I've seen people before we got on here going, oh, well, that sounds fishy. They do short contracts. They've, they've been pretty open about them doing short contracts for a while. Right. Um, and it's not like short contracts are not a thing at other places. It's pretty right. standard. Um, the thing is, we don't see it a lot at the biggest place, which is WWE. Exactly. And so I see, think that people assume because WWE doesn't do short contracts like this that nobody does. That's just not true. Um, but, yeah, I just think that there is just so much around this. There's so many different conversations around this that people have to pump their brakes. I know Twitter doesn't really lend itself to that because yeah. everybody wants to comment immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I will say I think it says a lot that the first person, well, not even the first person, the only person that we saw that really stood up for Swole in a big way is not there less than a month later. Um, and, and also, uh, shout out to Darius Lockhart, because we haven't seen anything yeah, since Darius he, also stood he up for went us. for it. He went and for I, it. So. Yeah, by, by that I mean the, the first person that works there that yeah, stood up for yeah, it. Definitely. And so I, I think that says something. Now, of course, I'm not going to speculate into you know what happened, you know, but... I do think that, you know, that is the elephant in the room when you look at this. And I do think that um, our initial response to that tweet being Tony Khan's tweet is that this is going to have long lasting ramifications on, you know, the perception of him with black wrestlers and among his employees. And I feel like this is kind of like the first, you know, this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply in the armor of what we're seeing right and so i'm just curious how they recover and that was of course the thing we talked about when we had the episode the next day how do you alleviate um trust issues and that's not to say that i believe that leo has trust issues we don't know that but the industry as a whole whether it be people on twitter or you know what the perception around it is it's a lot of uneasiness around this because he still hasn't addressed it in a in a way to alleviate that awkward silence i thought somebody else was gonna chime in oh uh, yeah i thought you could, you were gonna keep cooking with yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean and i yeah. it just worries me that from my point of view that he i mean you know not to mince words here tony messed up he made a mistake here 
And instead of people, you know, keeping energy on Tony and, you know, also continuing to ask him to speak up on this issue and apologize or however he wants to address it, it feels like people are now, you know, taking that distrust to black people that work there. And I don't right. feel like that's the answer. Like, no, it's because not. people are just trying to do their job. For all right. we know, Tony, I mean, for all we know, Leo was just trying to remedy the situation until he was ready to make a decision on mm-hmm. if he was going to resign. We just mm-hmm. don't know. Like, there's so much. Yeah, I, and, I, and there's a lot we don't know. And that's why I feel like coming at Leo's head is, is too much. Um, because uh, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Like, there's I, I just I don't feel like uh i'm in any position to to make a judgment on anybody's uh anybody's reaction because people came at hobbs and i thought you know same deal that uh i i had with with will hobbs and that um you know what we talked about two weeks ago was that uh i that was that two weeks ago three weeks ago uh that was like three weeks ago um god where's the time yeah it's the 22nd um and you know i had said at the time that one thing i would never do is uh discount anybody's experience right like i could never say um from any perspective that uh swole's experience was not the experience she had right you know that's that's fully what i will always believe that somebody's experience is their own lived experience and on that same front um for people to then come at Hobbs, uh, it's kind of the same thing. Like you, you want to offer that same respect, right? Of like, or at least I feel like I would. Of uh, in the same way that I wouldn't want to see, um, or I would never want to say that Big Swole's experience wasn't what it was, because I feel like that's that primarily is the issue to me is that she talked about her experience and um, and she got a response to that. That was essentially kind of a, a dismissal of her experience. And on that same front, I would never want to say that to Will Hobbs or or Sean Dean or anybody that who haven't had that experience or don't feel that that was their experience. That's all that either of them ever said was that, you know, I've had the experience I've had and I'm just going to speak on that. And to me, it's like, OK, so um, you can't get mad at them for not having that other experience that the other person had the most you can say to that is okay right you know that's that's how i feel about it anyway um i think the thing for uh for leo is that he just can't trust any of these big companies anymore i think the same the same exact thing happened that happened in wwe essentially i thought i think that he thought there was going to be a grass is green on the other side i'm so i'm sure tony khan sold him this dream that shit's going to be different. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. And he didn't really. So so what's interesting is, you know, I like Leo Rush a lot. And so what, um, you know, I I don't, and I say that as a viewer, I don't know Leo Rush. So uh, I know people who know Leo Rush. Mm -hmm. They've also had great things to say about him. Um, But as far as I'm concerned, I'm just speaking as somebody who uh, has watched Leo Rush. I enjoy watching Leo Rush. So, uh, there is a sadness in me right now that's like, man, was this his last opportunity at like uh, a major promotion? Because if so, man, yeah. that sucks. That, um, that definitely scared me that yeah. this could be a, potentially the last time we see him on major network TV. I don't think um, so. I, don't I mean, think, well, I mean, I in, in, that, in terms uh, of wrestling. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. No, I think that um, eventually a, a black promotion is going to emerge out of this. That's what all 
everything that's happening these last couple years is leading to a big promotion with a black person on top. That's where this is all leading to. We're going to be on BET. I pitched it already on Twitter. <laughs> Tyler Perry Network Pro Wrestling. <laughs> and uh, Medea is going to be the commissioner. Look. TP Dub. TP Dub. TP Dub. We're going to get a big opportunity. And I feel like, Lee, like in, luckily for us, there, pro wrestling doesn't only exist with two big giant promotions like most people mm-hmm. they think they have and leo rush has already been doing a bunch of incredible things in different promotions i think he's going to continue to do that so we're going to continue to see but eventually i really think there's going to be a pr- promotion for us yeah that's and, big. And don't get i don't me know wrong. who's going to do it i don't know whose money we're going to get maybe master p will continue this <laughs> hog wrestling thing because every time somebody talks about hog wrestling they're like what about master, master p that's like, like that you know i didn't making, go anywhere right he's making ramen yeah. noodles and bread now bro he doesn't got <laughs> hold up first up master p doesn't he like still have money he just don't have like notoriety anymore yeah that's all it no, is he's, he's still yeah, doing he, exactly he's super although yeah. i have to say uh i was on master p's wikipedia page uh not that long ago that man wrote that. There's no way he didn't. Uh, he wrote like, his own Wikipedia. Page. Like you ever like re- you ever read a Wikipedia page that like, like uh, Master <laughs> uh, you like no, we, we was listening to some old No Limit to uh, last weekend, <laughs> um, but no, nah, it was you know I I don't know. Just sometimes you can read a Wikipedia entry and you can kind of tell like it'll kind of speak on things in almost like too positive of a light where you're like, it, it nah, says, the shocker's not that bad. And like the second time <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I was reading it, it was like Master P, one of the most influential uh and self uh self-made rappers of the the 90s and I'm like okay that could kind of be said and it was like and and it really can't be understated how uh much of an impact he had on hip hop and I'm like wait, wait wait nobody would say that like not in <laughs> Right. Nobody would say that. His brother Silk the Shocker had bars. He was one of the best. <laughs> like, Wait, hold on a second. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't quite know like how to fit the bars on beat, but he <laughs> no, never, never. No, <laughs> Silk the Shocker had his own beat. He's like, I don't, don't put no beat. Just I'm gonna rap my verse, and you just add it. <laughs> the engineer never knew where to put it. Like, damn, where does never, this go? Never <laughs> ended that bar on right on the right timing. Always, always, all the way at the end of another bar. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> all right. You know, we're over here, Silk the Shocker. What are you doing, bro? So what I want to do now is is uh, take some time because with this show being Grapsity and with it being a live show, um, it's an interactive live show. And we do take your Super Chats and we also take your Humper Chats. Humperchats.com um, is the method we prefer simply because uh, more of the money goes toward um, what we do here and helps support Grapsity. Uh, but, of course, if you want your message and your name to come up on screen and all of that obviously super chats the way to do that uh i'm gonna start with the humper chats um because they're all over here we've got jennifer who said sorry i missed the last couple of weeks traveled to my parents had me missing the shows just wanted to send some love giving flowers to all the gents keep being amazing thank you appreciate you thank you jennifer appreciate that uh van twinblade sent us things to do in st louis next weekend uh said uh the st louis art museum the st louis science center uh get gooey butter cake uh said if it wasn't cold as hell the zoo uh try imos imos i don't know 
pizza, uh, go up to, or yeah, go up to the arch. That that was actually a plan. Um, uh, go to the National Blues Museum. Um, hope you guys got some time for these before the rumble. Wait, is it like music blues or hockey blues? I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he means blues. So I would hope. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like uh, the hockey team. Uh, let's see. Joseph says, first time seeing Myron Reed wrestle live last night at MLW Myron. tapings in Dallas, uh, and he might be my favorite wrestler now. I highly recommend going to their tapings because it's a lot of fun. Myron Reed is an incredible talent. I hope he did the uh, It's Like That uh, cutter from the inside to the outside of the ring. Incredible young talent. Hasn't He has like 10 years until he hits his prime, and he's already super fire he's so good he raps he's uh incredible in the ring he's young he's dope please check out myron reed follow him he's gonna have a big time coming up eventually here uh shout out to mlw too because they're suing wwe and fuck wwe anybody that could sue wwe sue them motherfuckers and get your coins bro <laughs> i don't know if that to end on that note, yeah, but I, right. I i don't know how much this is gonna work out but uh i'm not a lawyer gonna, so like, they are gonna get taken to the fucking woodshed the <laughs> who they competed against like I know, man has went to war jerry mcdevitt is like laughing in the that, face of an mlw loss that dude is i mean mainly their lawyer mcdevitt he, that guy is a shark um there is a reason because like his whole strategy uh is at least to like um litigate you into oblivion right mm -hmm. to like really you know get delays going as much as they can do to get you to rack up the fees uh and to MLW can't afford that yeah and basically <laughs> to get you to back off like that is uh he he is an expert at what he does um anyway ryan said happy i could catch the show live this week love seeing the stars of terminus will and phil stars and, the, of terminus, <laughs> and the righteous cowboy <laughs> rage yeah no right uh matt matt reichel says uh happy saturday guys uh god's front row for supercard and dallas uh gresh versus bandito wanted to get your guys' thoughts on uh bully ray's thoughts on mox owing us an apology look man bully ray is like the king of uh bad takes and like is bully ray rick flair booker t they're all just like who can let me get one off that everybody could talk hey, about man. my bad take today you, you uh, got you guys have to understand, Bully Ray does this so that you guys can come to our podcast and ask us what you think and, to, yeah. and tweet about <laughs> it and all these other things. Like that's what he wants, and I'm not yeah. saying it specifically to us. He wants a reaction. He does. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that. It's no. a bad take. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, I'll say here. this. I'll say this about Bully Ray. Um, I think he genuinely believes the dumb shit he says. Yeah. Uh, because like, really? you know, it's a good thing that a lot of stuff from the internet is scrubbed uh because i may be bringing up some shit that people forgot about but that's how the steel trap works but uh does anybody remember and i try to look it up can't find it anywhere but does anybody remember the reaction the statement that bubba ray dudley put out about mike awesome after he died no mm -mm. Ooh, it was bad um in that uh well people were pissed off at mike awesome for fucking over ecw to go to wcw like, right no no but he put up he put up a statement about mike awesome suicide about Ooh. yeah uh about how um like called him a piece of shit for the suicide yeah. and yeah that's it was bad for him too. yeah and that's what i'm saying like bubba ray has been 
kind of this guy for a long time. Right, um, yeah, I remember that statement vividly. Uh, where basically he was like, you know, if you were going to do it, you should have just done it in your hotel room or in the woods or Come something. On, but he was like, dude. but you, yeah. And, um, I don't know. It was no good. Uh, more I mean, super that's chats. How you, that's how you stay relevant because everybody talks about bad shit. So he's doing exactly what he does. The only yeah. way to defeat the bully Ray is to stop talking about the bully Ray. <laughs> uh, so um carlos we'll get to this in a second but carlos says uh very curious to hear thoughts on cody's promo um it's a topic uh i thought the delivery was great and he had some amazing one-liners but overall it was a bit of a jumbled mess and the comparisons of it to the pipeline is a bit too much or pipeline pipe oh you put pipeline but uh pipe bomb i'm sure you meant uh is a bit too much for me i can agree with that no too comparison much. that's yeah i, I I'll, I'll save all my thoughts for our segment though uh and also from carlos says uh, i wish leo nothing but success anyone who wants to try to make snide remarks or jokes about his attitude or his passion can take that shit elsewhere uh but people are gonna do it and that's just like i said i i i'm with reg the second he said that this morning uh right before the show they kind of like it, it struck a chord with me because um yeah we do that a lot right where uh, if somebody talks about they're having mental health issues, we're like, hey, yeah, mental health, we need to take mental health is- uh, seriously. But then, like, in people's times of any kind of turmoil, um, we're also quick to dunk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like those two things go hand in hand. Like, we can't simultaneously say that um, we want to stomp out bullying culture, but then turn around and bully people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're gonna do it, then uh, I really don't want to hear about um, any type of support for uh, bullying as a whole. Like, if you're gonna do it, then then do it, right? But don't try to have it both ways. I mean, yeah. To the larger point, though, this all started based off of Swole saying that you know there should be more black rep- black representation at AW, and if this was for us supporting black people, then shouldn't we be doing better by black? people than you know jumping to conclusions and just letting them tell our story didn't we learn this lesson with swole where swole got to tell her story and then we could we could comment and so shouldn't we just let leo tell his story first i don't know huh uh wrestle voice says this is for you brothers just always covering the rough stories y'all keep grinding and power to leo thank you wrestle voice Appreciate uh, you. let's see uh we have uh black shaggy says uh afternoon brothers hope all is well with y'all is uh, it like shaggy from scooby-doo black shaggy or black shaggy it wasn't me wasn't he already he, black though double double black shaggy, I double black shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> dante says shout out to leo uh he's going to be great wherever he lands awesome. uh eloquent says did an airbnb in france once yikes oh That's i can't a, imagine why <laughs> look at the flex on the super that chat. Is Airbnb in yeah. France. Yeah. Yeah. but rob who was in the um airbnb with us said airbnb gang gang he actually booked the whole thing so like shout out, to, shout rob. out to b rob yeah b rob, rob he he uh he booked the whole thing and uh that was and he even had like not great experiences. He was talking. He was telling us a story about how he once booked an Airbnb based on the pictures because it had what looked like four different rooms, but it turned out when he got there, it was like one room, and that was just a corner <laughs> of each. <laughs> they literally yeah. just took a picture of each corner, and yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. 
Um, Augie says, Leo Rush makes it hard to be a Leo Rush fan. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'm not judging yet. Black Shaggy again says, also hype AF for the AEW album. Uh, My and True God is involved uh, too, so only a matter of time before we all work. Shout out to True God. Dope, 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 dope artist. Uh, Eloquent says, Leo will eventually tell his story about his AEW experience. We'll see if Tony learned anything from the Swole debacle uh, if Leo is a uh, type critical. We are going to see. It's going to be very interesting, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, Smiley says, morning, boys. Just came to say hi, Reg. You can say my name. LOL. Tracy! <laughs> Shout out to Tracy. That's my homie. I think I am going to be in Texas. Thanks a lot fucking for the culture. I'll see you then. Yeah. Uh, I am La Lucha says, bruh, babyface sang the hook. Classic. Talking about sunshine. Uh, Robert says, shit, someone get Will to the CDC. His DNA is key to expanding the pandemic. <laughs> got the secret again the most fascinating person i know it would be just on on par for the course for him to just have the secret to covid right (laughs) hannah says uh i'm gonna bring a at-home test and make you test before you get in my car get him Uh, uh, (laughs) have one of those little guns with the temperature thing too hannah check his ass uh ismaili said uh reg i knew we were friends for a reason i love panda express i mean if you need to get a life lesson and Wait some great sugary chicken. <laughs> I mean, it's true. See, the problem is, see, I live right by Panda Express, but there's like a, a little small shop called Little Panda that's not that far from me that I, I tend to go to. But yeah. I will say that the other day, um, like Little Panda's obviously more expensive. Uh, but Panda Express, you just get what you need. And, it's quick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's. I usually it's, only go there when the other place is closed because those places will be like, I'm open from 1 30 to 2 30. Right. Like, yo, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get some Chinese food, bro. What's going on here? But, mm-hmm. you know, it happens. Shout out to Panda Express. Let's get a Panda Express mm-hmm. sponsorship. I'll take that right next to our Rock Nation. It's going to be Rock Nation right here. Panda <laughs> Express over here. And, and Boston Baked Beans. And Boston, Boston. And Boston Baked Beans. We definitely need the Boston Baked Beans uh, sponsorship. Uh, T. Daniel Barber says, there's plenty of places for Leo Rush to work. The tweet is barely an hour old, and speculation is getting too crazy. People need to Wild chill. Crazy. Yeah, people do need to relax. I I'm I mean, I, I'll say this. Speculation isn't too bad. Um, it's more so when you come at people negatively. Like I said, speculation, right. yeah, it's like that's that's, that's our nature as wrestling fans. We, yeah. We're going to speculate because we don't have all the answers, and we're going to ask questions, and that's what we're going to do is speculate. We speculate on this show. That's yeah. that's the thing. That's what we All do as time. wrestling fans. Yeah. It's it's the energy when you're coming at somebody and adding him with it too. Like again, if you have a, a way you feel about what he said, you're entitled to feel the way you do. And if this but like, goes uh, on to your agenda that you have against him, like why do you have these agendas? Relax, like mm-hmm. clear your mind, go outside, meditate. Yeah, like some weed. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got a question from Ricardo. It says, "Who do you guys think is the next AEW champion?" I think it's MJF um yep. that yes. personally i, I think i think they've been smart about like the first feud uh, the the first kind of rivalry mjf had in aew was hangman mm-hmm. and they were kind of smart to pull to keep them apart mm-hmm. um since then like they really just had what the the matches um for the dynamite diamond ring but right. for the most part for as much as those two were at each other when AEW first launched, they haven't had like a major match against each other, and I feel like they were kind of holding that off. So yeah, I think it's MJF though. Um, 
And let's see, Hannah, who of course uh, is what, like an hour and a half outside of St. Louis, says, don't do any of that shit. The arch is okay, but the elevator to go up is like four by four uh, with four people in it. And that's how you're going to get COVID. But he can't. Remember, Will Will Washington can't get COVID. He I'm not move. saying that, by the way, because those are like famous last words. Uh, uh, so don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that to my man. <laughs> Please don't. Um, Just yeah, remember heard- what Fat Joe said. COVID is in there. Yeah. COVID is definitely in there. Um, and just so you guys know, just, just so you guys saw that super chat, um, anytime we don't listen to you guys, it's because Hannah told us not to. <laughs> Easy as that. But yeah, shout out Hannah, who um, luckily is uh, going to save me on an Uber this weekend. Uh, I appreciate that. Like, seriously, I, I like the fact that you offered. I am so grateful for that because anything for these wrestling trips that saves money um definitely makes my uh i guess makes my brain happy at the end of the month when i look at credit card statements and i'm like oh why did i do that uh <laughs> so um yeah thank you and i can't wait uh so here we go uh what else we got all right we got more stories though don't we what's up uh so let's talk about this Cody promo. Uh, Cody cut a promo, um, and it was kind of a big week for Cody, right? Uh, there's we got the Cody promo. It was a big week because uh, Fightful Select broke the story uh, this past Monday that Cody was a free agent. He is technically working AEW without a contract. Uh, so anything can happen as far as Cody Rhodes is concerned. Um, will anything happen? I don't know. Probably not. not. But mm-hmm. anything could happen. Who knows? He is in a position right now to field anybody's offer. Like right now, you know, he made the statement to Sports Illustrated just last week that uh, he, you know, he sees AEW for life as far as he's concerned. He helped start the company. Um, he just couldn't see AEW without its foundational pieces. He doesn't see a situation where he's not with AEW. He's got Roads to the Top on TNT. He's got um, Go Big Show on TBS. He doesn't really see a situation where he'd walk away, right? But on the other hand, he is in a position where WWE could be like $5 million. Like, they would do it. But just to make a moment, just to make a statement. Mm-hmm. Like, if they just said, look, we'll give you $5 million, you get to beat Roman Reigns, and you get to have your big-ass pyro entrance with your theme music. Cody pulling up. There's no way Cody's going to turn that down. There's no way. Yeah. Cody pulling up. Um, Is anybody offering that? Probably not. I don't think But I'm saying he's in a position to accept that offer. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think it's like, uh, it's actually the situation, like, say, like a Drew McIntyre or Bobby Lashley, how they left WWE, then they carved a big space for themselves and became Mm -hmm. undeniable and WWE brought them back. I feel like legit Cody Rhodes is a four life WWE wrestler. He was raised there. He was his first match in pro wrestling was in WWE and he still continued to be WWE Cody just on an AEW. I feel like he's, he hasn't stopped being what he's wanted to be. And eventually I think he will be back into a WWE ring. I don't know if it's like now could be in two years could be uh, who, nobody knows but cody rhodes is a wwe wrestler no matter how hard he tries <laughs> so, not to be so well uh, uh, oh go ahead 
So what you're saying is he was projecting on Punk because remember when Punk initially didn't come there, he was like, "Oh, he's going to go back to WWE." Yep. Is that because Cody knew all along that's <laughs> yep. what he's going to do? No, yep. talking about the Cody promo, that was the thing that he talked about in the promo. Uh, was he talked? He mentioned um, the pipe bomb and all the things that CM Punk wanted to do for wrestling, and then he turned it around and was like, "And I did those things. I was the one who." Uh, who left WWE. I went to Ring of Honor um, and I went to New Japan and I, I worked the indie scene and I helped build more of the indie scene up. And here's the thing. He did. Uh, I know a lot of people like to, to backtrack on that or maybe not remember the times in 2016, 2017. Cody was kind of the biggest draw in the indies for a really long time. You had Cody on your card. He was bringing people to indie shows and... A lot of people in the independent scene benefited from having Cody around. Whether right. you like him or don't like him, he did a lot for that scene. Mm-hmm. A lot. And so when people all all this week have been saying, that promo is everywhere. That promo is all this. That promo is all this. I'm all, yeah, a WWE promo. Are you guys not <laughs> what's going on here? Oh, That's Cody Rose. That's a WWE specialty. Go out here and talk about all these five bullet points, just like your idol, Jonathan Cena did. (laughs) So I will say this. Um, First of all, I thought it was ridiculous that people were straight away saying that this isn't news. Of course it's news. Like this is Cody Rhodes being a free agent. Like this is one of the initial um, AEW signees, one of the executive vice presidents being a free agent. This is enormous news. Um, Like to to insinuate that it's not news, it's just nuts. And he's a champion. Like even if you just took that away, the guy is the TNT champion. Yeah, so, and then I also saw people going, well, this is clearly not news because he wouldn't go anywhere. I mean, all right, but didn't we say that about Adam Cole when that news broke? Didn't we say that about several Nobody's saying anywhere. No, the, I mean, I feel like the last know. the last year should yeah. be a, a big indicator, uh, especially for Fightful Select stories, FightfulSelect.com, um, that when this shit comes out, uh, it's worth considering. Like, yeah, sometimes a story breaks, and you may think it's going to be something, and it turns out to be nothing. Like Kevin Owens, right? Like Kevin Owens, there was all speculation where he's going to go. And then he resigned, and he's he's still Kevin Owens. Um, but on the other hand, uh, I think it is really funny. And I think it's funny that Sean retweets this stuff. But uh, it is really funny to look back when the initial story of CM Punk is looking to get back into pro wrestling and AEW may be his landing spot, uh, when Sean tweeted that. And looking at all the reactions that were like, yeah, okay, yeah, this will turn out to be nothing. We've heard it before. CM Punk ain't coming back. We're not, you know, nothing's happening with CM Punk. Heard it all before. Yeah. <laughs> but your lies ain't working now. That's a banger right there, yeah. Straight. And so, yeah, when people uh, said all of that and then it turned out he did jump. Or when it was like, hey, Adam Cole's contract expired. And they were like, oh, but, you know, the WWE will rectify that. He'll resign. He'll be right back, and he'll be continuing on with NXT because he's the face of NXT. How could he be leaving? Yeah. Uh, Ow. But, Although, man. I have to say, by the way, you know, for all the people, that whole crowd that's like, uh, Adam Cole is worse off right now, they're going to be so mad when Orange Cassidy beats what? him on Wednesday. Why and Orange Cassidy is going to beat him on really Wednesday. Absolutely. keep saying that about Adam Cole? I don't get it. That I don't is... get Well, I know what it is. He's not the AEW world champion. That's the only thing that's different is he's not the world champion. And I still think he's giving it a year. 
I well, it is like I think he's getting the pay per view title shot. I don't think he'll there. win. Yeah, but right. I, but I think he is. Like I think Lance Archer. That's my guess. Bro, he gets is, to go to work with his girlfriend. <laughs> you think he wants to be back in some bullshit ass WWE? I mean, he gets to pull up with his woman. I'm gonna be perfectly honest at what it is with Cole that uh, I think people are seeing and saying and why they're saying it. And tell me I'm wrong here if you are an Adam Cole detractor at the moment. I truly think it is a simple case of they don't like the Young Bucks. That's it. They don't like Orange Cassidy. Mm -hmm. They think they're indie-rific acts. Mm -hmm. And so seeing Adam Cole working with them, despite the fact that they are top acts in AEW. And despite that, he's exactly the same as them. Yeah, And seeing Adam Cole working with them, and these aren't WWE acts, or even WWE-type acts, makes you feel a certain way about it. I, that's that's where I'm getting it because you know when I see people tweet things like oh Adam Cole's done look at him working with Orange Cassidy as if Orange Cassidy didn't beat Chris Jericho on pay per view as if Orange Cassidy wasn't in the world title match at Double or Nothing last year like as if Orange Cassidy hasn't always been a top act in AEW he's one of uh, the most over acts they have yeah like when somebody says ah, could you believe Adam Cole's working with Orange Cassidy I mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's the top, like, Orange Cassidy is one of their top guys. Like, whether or not you like Orange Cassidy is is another topic. I'm not talking about that. Just talking about where Orange Cassidy fits in the company. I don't like Randy Orton, but I have to see him as a fucking... <laughs> yeah, could you imagine <laughs> if I'm I was... talking about who we don't like and that determined... <laughs> that that oh does speak God. to the point, though. He came straight in and worked with two of their top baby faces straight away in Jungle Boy and, and Orange Cassidy, so... I don't know. I, but I, but again, it's but if you're one of those people who doesn't like them, then you're going to see it as Adam Cole is downgraded. But to me, I'm just like, no, he's working oh, with top guys. What, like I Orange mean, Cassidy versus Adam Cole one is going to be the main event on Dynamite this week. Right. And but like I said, people are going to be big mad because I do think Orange Cassidy's winning. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the honest uh, I, to God, I, God truth of it is, some people think it's a downgrade because he's not there. That's all that. Is. Yeah, but yeah. I I. I Truly do think, and then I he see needs people to lose because they can't have all these guys having undefeated streaks and all these things. Yeah, like, well, that well, that's the thing. He's going to because like when I the second they announced that it's unsanctioned, I was like, oh, oh yeah, this no is I was like, yeah, it's unsanctioned. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> why so I was like, oh, Orange Cassidy's winning because uh, that way Cole's streak is protected. Who but, all kind of, there's going to be all kind of stuff going on <laughs> at the end of that match. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, because like the big talk is. Uh, how can you have a show called Beach Break in Cleveland in January? It's going to be like 18 degrees, and it is. Um, and I looked it up, but like, sure enough, like it's like a high of like 20. Uh, but... <laughs> beach, yeah, beach Break in Cleveland, huh? But so I, I think, honestly, the show was named because this is the show where we're doing the, um, the Orange Cassidy blow-off match with, uh, with Adam Cole. And it, it, maybe I'm wrong here. But Beach Break is also the name of uh, Orange Cassidy's finisher. Spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the name of his finisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, the the last time they did Beach Break, that was Orange Cassidy coming out of the cake. Like, I think the yeah. show is named not for the beach aspect, but because Orange Cassidy is likely a big part of it. And so... He has his own show. That's super cool. Yeah, I think... I, I, I think... After, like, Revenge of the Taker or, like, something like that. Like, I think that's where the name comes from, not necessarily having to do 
with the beach itself. Oh, yeah, it is Cleveland, huh? John Gargano is looming in the background. There's that, too. There's a lot that could happen. But either way, as far as the Cody promo was concerned, back on topic there. Uh, Cody, uh, because I saw a lot of people who were mad about the WWE shots uh, because he took the shots at Walter's name, which is our next topic. We're going to talk about that. Uh, He, I actually really dug that, and not because of the dig at Walter, but where he brought it around to Brody King. I thought that was uh, a masterful piece of the promo. Um, do I think this was the pipe bomb? Hell no. Uh, oh, do I even think this is like the top promo? Do I even think this is like Cody's best promo? Not really. Uh, <laughs> like his the, the undeniable one is still the his best one. Um, but I did think that that was a masterful way to talk about um, some of the new guys coming in and the way he uh he said we don't change your name but you have to have balls to come into our company and call yourself brody he's like that takes balls and i was like damn that was a really good line because i i've been thinking that about the fact mm -hmm. that you know signing somebody named brody could you really call him brody uh when like you have yeah when (laughs) when brody lee was such a big part of and is now such a big part of AEW's existence and you have brody jr out there as negative one and like brody is already a name that's kind of taken and so somebody else coming in as brody in AEW is a big deal and i thought that that was a really masterful line and i feel like that's the piece of that one that i really think people should have been hanging on and not so much just taking the shot at gunther uh but and then cody is over man uh just him saying your name Mm -hmm. does a lot of things like then it sets up like brody king can come back and be like hey well why are you talking about me then you had a you got it you're in a program with cody cody saying your name's putting you over doing all these things is a lot because cody's one of the top guys in the company and when he does a promo a lot of people watch it i'm sure a lot of people have watched this promo on youtube at this point so just him saying this out loud this is one of those tony khan saying cody go out there and do it Talk about why you were gone. Talk about what went on when you were gone and wrap it up saying that you're going to wrestle Sammy Guevara. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And he, right. he brought up the ladder match. They're doing it uh, for both belts. They actually got, by the way, um, a new TNT title made. Because <laughs> uh, How many do they have at this point? Well, that was the thing was the one Sammy won at Battle of the Belts was the old one uh, because they mm. didn't have an extra version of the current belt. And... Uh, <laughs> And, of course, Cody had the real one with him. But Sammy does now have... I don't know if Sammy's got the original and Cody's got the new one, but there are now officially two of the current TNT championship. But Because it looked weird to me. Like, when Sammy won it, I'm like, they dig that out of a drawer? Because that looks like the one that Darby <laughs> had. Uh, and... Yeah, but, so... If we want to take this thing full circle and go back... I don't remember who super chatted this and was saying this is a mess... I don't agree that it was a mess. I think from the very second he walked out and he goes, what should we talk about, guys? Mm-hmm. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was cooking. And I've been saying this for weeks. That man is a heel, man. Yeah. He, he's, he's, not, he's not making it. He's not making it um, in your face so you can see it. But the second he brought up the pipe bomb, and just think about the reaction that Punk came out to and how beloved he was. Just think about how over Punk is with that fan base. For you to come out and bait them by complimenting punk at first and then immediately go 
but I've done everything mm-hmm. that he said he would do. You love him so much, but he didn't give you anything. He went away for seven years, and in that time, I did everything that he said he would do for you. And matter of fact, you loved it when I did it. You cheered for me, which mm-hmm. is an outright lie, which, again, he's a heel. Right. Heels lie. Um, <laughs> when, when, he, when, he, when he threw out that Brody uh, comment, he outright said, I don't like to lose. Everybody knows I don't like to lose. Right. Yeah. This was a heel right. promo, guys. Like right. th- everything about it was a heel promo. The fact that he went all around, he danced all around the fact that he had to defend his title next week because he's just acting like it's a foregone conclusion that he's mm-hmm. going to win. Yeah. He he didn't even talk about Sammy at all during his promo because why he thinks he has Sammy's number. He's already beat him several times. And I've seen people saying, well, he didn't. He he talked about all these other things other than Sammy. That was the point. He doesn't right. think that Sammy's that's important. He knows he can beat him, mm-hmm. and that's why he's going to lose, of course. But this is a heel promo. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, hey, uh, great shit. Cody went for it, man. I liked it. I liked what he did. I liked that it was all over the place. What is what he, he was supposed to come out and do an eight minute promo about why he's going <laughs> to beat Sammy Guevara? Nobody wants to hear that, he, dude. It, I want to hear why you're Cody Rhodes. Tell us why you're Cody Rhodes. And I think the biggest thing to set up is it sounds like he's setting up a big program with CM Punk coming up. It's exactly what, it's what like he was doing. To. And I've been assuming that for weeks, but this this pretty much cemented it. Because I'm right. curious. Guys, yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you guys remember when Punk was doing commentary and one of those weeks Cody came out, Punk had some pretty, you know, he had some pretty bitter stuff to say about Cody and Mm -hmm. people just kind of brushed it off like it was just a side comment. I didn't Mm -hmm. think so at all. Mm -mm. Planting seeds. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, honestly, to me, that's a big double or nothing match to me. Right. Um, Like, it's looking like they're going to do Punk, MJF. um, I... If I were them, I would imagine they're going to do it twice because uh, it sounds like they're going to do it in Chicago in two weeks. Um, they usually then, do their big matches once or twice, two or three Yeah, times. so I could see them doing it in Chicago and then having some reason to do the rematch at Revolution. Uh, I don't know. But either way, as far as the Cody promo was concerned, I I liked it. It, it, it was one of those things. Like I walked away thinking like he did uh, – like heel promo or babyface promo, he had people chanting Cody halfway through the promo, right? And I thought that they were booing him. They were booing him hard, and he in, switched them in Washington D.C. Uh, they they booed him, and he did switch it up. I I feel like I've I haven't been as down on Cody as a lot of people. Um, I do. I, I hated the uh, the the promo. I hated the whole Anthony Agogo program that just awful yeah it was just shit um (laughs) but i knows that was bad but yeah he knows it was bad too but uh and like uh, i I, honestly the whole thing felt kind of beneath him but the, the thing i tweeted about it was that i felt like cody maybe he lost sight maybe AEW lost sight i don't know somebody lost sight of why cody got over in the first place because uh I was watching some old Ring of Honor stuff. I was watching Cody's promos on Kenny when he was feuding with Kenny going into the uh, the the show in New Orleans in 2018. Was that um, was that when WrestleMania was? Was that 2018? Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Um, so looking at the promos Cody was cutting at Kenny, right, and like I forgot part of what Cody's appeal was as an indie performer. Um, not so much as WWE, but specifically after he left, was he had a very sharp tongue. He would just say whatever. He would say, 
things that made you go, oh, damn, did Cody just say that? Um, and, you know, even when uh, it, at the start of AEW, he had a lot of that stuff in the promo with uh, with Chris Jericho where um, Chris Jericho took some shots at Dusty and uh, and Cody was like, God, that's just carny garbage. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And when he was uh, the, the whole line that he had where Co uh, he was responding to Chris Jericho calling him an entitled millennial. And he was like, you're the son of a hockey player, you entitled dick. And like, <laughs> like I'm an NHL player. Like, um, at, at what point did you ever grow up with uh, with any type of struggle? Uh, and so, like, that's the stuff people like from Cody. And somewhere along the way that got lost. And Cody just wasn't that guy. And I watching that old stuff, when you watch that stuff, especially the indie stuff, you're like, man, he completely lost his way in terms of being that guy. Like, if you ever wonder why people turned on him, uh, I think that's a big piece of it is that he lost a lot of that. And I felt like this promo had a lot of that Cody back. The Cody that that did have, um, or that did say things that made you go, ooh, mm -hmm. Cody just say that? That's... Yeah. that's that's something um and so i feel like in an odd way he could win people back over with that personality brought to light like the cody that seems a little more self-aware i think is somebody that could win people over more so than the cody that seems um completely oblivious that said uh yeah. i think that the, the 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 reaction gift the gif uh of cody that to me is the funniest fucking thing to ever come out of uh <laughs> of that promo um so i don't know it's it is yeah. what it is i thought uh, the promo was great i yeah I, I did too i thought it was great um so more super chats uh we've got let's see what we got here we've got uh Russell Voice said, had to get off Twitter because it is toxic and to work on the website. People are showing their true colors uh, when we need to support talents like Leo. This whole situation really bothers me, and AEW needs to be careful about the optics. Uh, I am curious to see uh, how the response goes. Um, Bob says, are you guys serious? I like Leo, but he spoke reckless to his boss, backtracked, and you want him to be on TV every week? Darius Lockhart spoke reckless and said some stupid shit. That's crazy. Um, wait, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, are you saying that we should be mad at Leo for standing up for Swole when Tony was wrong? Because yeah. he was clearly wrong. He didn't now, talk reckless. He said apologize for doing something he, he that was extremely any, disrespectful to our people. That's what. He yeah, did. he did. He didn't say anything out of line to Tony in those tweets. He just said apologize. That's not him yeah. talking reckless. Um, and furthermore, again, we don't know what conversations him and Tony had behind closed doors. We need to wait until leo comes out and says his piece on this yeah exactly um and van twinblade says the suzuki richards match from october is up on glory pro's youtube channel everyone should check it out uh, hashtag team ambition hashtag we are stl check that out uh, uh and wrestle voice also said the black wrestling scene can thrive um there are talents like um fred yeha yehi yeha 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 that's what i thought um and Trisha Dora out there that can go with anyone. Um, the black indie scene is what people need to pay attention to. I do think it is interesting that uh, maybe I'm crazy here. 
or maybe I just spend way too much time in the black wrestling space. But uh, does it feel like black people have kind of taken over indie wrestling? Because that's really what it feels like to me. I'm it, like, I don't know if it's just the stuff that I follow because I only see black pro wrestling. I mean, like, it, to me, me, it is like, like all these shows are just black wrestling shows, and I love it here. Now, to Reg's <laughs> point, um, one thing you can look at from wrestling history is how much the indie scene uh, has dictated what the future of pro wrestling is about to be. When you look at 2005's indie scene and you look at guys like CM Punk was dominating the indie scene in 2005. Brian Danielson was killing the indie scene. AJ Styles, Samoa mm -hmm. Joe, all those guys. Mm -hmm. And years later, you looked up and those were the names at the top. Uh, and I feel like even just a couple years ago, when we were talking about Kenny Omega and Cody, the Young Bucks, um, Adam Cole, and... Uh, Kevin Steen, mm -hmm. Seth Rollins, or at the time, Tyler Black. All of those names are now the top names. And the fact that when we talk about the indies right now, and uh, we find ourselves very much talking about guys like AJ Gray, right? Uh, I feel like, and we're talking about um, uh, Jonathan Gresham. Mm -hmm. Willow Nightingale, Darius Lockhart, Darius Carter. Eel O'Neal, Jordan Blade. They're so like I could go on for five hundred years. I feel like the fact that it is so black dominated right now in the indie scene is a precursor to what we're gonna see. To Tyler Perry presents pro wrestling, <laughs> Medea as the commissioner. Oh is gonna God, be lit. Dude. Tyler Perry has the studio. It's in Atlanta. We all are lit at Tyler Perry Studio. I'm telling you, of course, work there because I have to. TP Dub, TP Dub, TP Dub, TP Dub, TP Dub. It's gonna be lit. I'm telling you, it's on fire. The it's gonna the wheels are gonna be in motion when I get Tyler Perry on the phone. Yo, let me talk to Medea real quick. Medea, I got an offer for you, girl. It has no, to be Tyler this... Perry, though. He has a studio. It's perfect, I'm telling you. People uh, are like, it's wild. It's Tyler Perry's going to have everybody in wild wigs. Everybody, all the uh, antagonists and protagonists are just going to look like Will Washington. But you see, look, it's going to be fine because I know how the Tyler Perry universe works. It's not going to be all that. We're going to switch it up, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> But can I can I tell y'all something? <laughs> Saturdays at noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific are my favorite time of the week. <laughs> this <laughs> can't be beat. Hey, Mac uh, says, uh, "Hot or hood Chinese spot greater than Panda Express." I've been, I've been major facts. I've been sitting here listening to them talk up um, Panda Express, and I've just been keeping my opinion to myself because. <laughs> Look, man. Enjoy no, Panda no, only when the spots are not open that I'm at Panda Express. It's like, Panda Express to me is like, hey, I'm walking through the mall and I need to grab something from the food court kind yes. of food. Whereas, yeah. uh, you know, if I'm like, okay, we're having Chinese food for dinner. Like, my kids would groan if I was like, hey, we're having Chinese tonight. And I just bring home bags of Panda Express. They'd be like, what is this? Actually, I take that back. My kids would love it. Um, I'm telling my wife, you, that's just Max, man. Come on. Yeah. My wife, on the other hand, would be like, 
what are we doing here? <laughs> what is this? Uh, Tim Gordon says, anyone else think this is leading to Cody versus Punk? Yeah, Absolutely. we just said that. Uh, so, and also, uh, King of Games says the same thing. After that, Cody promo, can't wait for the Punk feud. Happening. Um, and unless Rob Punk Reed is, says, I mean, unless Cody is in the Royal Rumble, you know, you never know. AEW is literally built out of a bet between Cody and Dave Meltzer. Hey, the dude who made that original tweet, I feel like uh, he needs to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, Let's see. ShotKid29 says, WWE equals Petty. I see them uh, releasing Ali in the next cuts instead of granting his release. So paying up uh, the ass for Cody to mess with AEW is a possibility. Um, Yo, Nick Khan wants cody rhodes i don't know nick khan but i know how he works and he would like to have cody rhodes in his company let's just say that yeah so yeah, if he I got mean, the money yo cody you need four mil i got you bro come through Be a lot Fox. of stuff cody's cody's doing would fit what wwe is also doing. he's a wwe he's, he's, got, he's got he's got but the at the same time Come on, it works. At the same time, I feel like that's his value to AEW, right? Is that he but does? Also, they're he like, does, Yo, we got the Miz that has exa- everything that you're <laughs> saying and doing right now. So, and hey, they were both at the uh, at uh, Zach, Zach Ryder, uh, Matt Cardona's wedding. So, mm. um, there's there's that as well. Uh, although I think that was a super spreader uh, because you. everybody who came out of that because the uh, we talked about that on the show the Iconics uh, had to pull out or the inspiration they had to pull out of defending the titles and Cody had to pull out of defending his title and oddly enough the one person who like was still present at every show was the Miz uh, who didn't miss anything and he was there um, but anyway he is, the, and he's that's awesome the power, that's the power of waking up next to his hot wife every day. Yeah, seriously. He's like, yeah. can't nothing beat me. I wake up to a big W when, every uh, single day. Hannah <laughs> says, I got threats over this, but I'll say it again. The middle part of Cody's promo reminded me of when I'm trying to tell a story, but I have ADHD, so I keep thinking of other shit and throwing it in. <laughs> hey, you know, honestly, that's the key to having that's a podcast. The that's yeah, the key yeah, to having yeah. a podcast, though, and like having content <laughs> is yeah. uh, just having other shit to say. Um Cause man, my least favorite podcasts are the ones that are like straight to the point. Now I want to hear people yeah. just talk and banter and yeah. like, oh, this shit came to mind. Okay, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, Brendan says I get that the content might not be someone's cup of tea, but I found it super entertaining, even if it was a bit of a mess. Right, like he was, he was spit, he was like talking about a lot, but he was going for it. He knew what he was doing. He was bringing it back around. Uh, but yeah, the the people saying Cole is worse off in AEW clearly never watched him before he arrived in NXT. I'm saying but, but you it, only know that Adam Cole because all of this is super regular. This is Adam Cole. This is more Adam Cole than the NXT Adam Cole, honestly. But honestly, I think it is a lot of NXT Adam Cole. I really think that the thing people just don't like is just that, hey, he's with yeah. the Young Bucks. And I don't like the Young Bucks. He's with... Uh, uh, he's feuding with Orange Cassidy, and I don't like Orange but Cassidy. He's but. with the same exact <laughs> dudes he was with on NXT. Yeah. Those are that's the undisputed era. They're mm-hmm. here, you guys. You can like right. those guys. You have their T-shirts. You have their tattoos. You have their little well, hats. I, I saw somebody actually say uh, that. Can you believe that the undisputed era, this major group from NXT, is feuding with the best friends? And I thought, because uh, yes. yeah, because well, like. To people who don't care, they're like, you know, oh, the best friends, their job or act, but it's like, no, they're not. No. Um, as a matter of fact, they're one of the winningest teams in, in AEW. Like, 
these guys have wrestled at the Tokyo Dome, guys. Like, Bro, you got, nobody's. On, <laughs> like, yeah. you got, like, just say you don't like best friends. Just say you don't like that act. But, like, no, they to haven't act been like... to WrestleMania, but they have wrestled in front of 60,000 people. Yeah. Like, they, stay, they know this struggle. Like, this isn't new to them. You know what I mean? Tyrell says... Yes, there's uh, elements of AEW that need to be uh, that they need to be better at. Uh, parentheses use of black talent, other mm-hmm. elements. Uh, people need to stop looking at it through the WWE lens, uh, like contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, please, and please see, Tim- do that. <laughs> Timothy says the appointed uh, quote unquote leader of the Jewish IWC never said anything about Gunther Stark, but maybe I'm just a bit bitter because I voted for Bix. <laughs> Timothy, sir, I respect your opinion here. I'm not touching none of that. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do none of that. Not nope. me. I want no smoke. Not me, not us. Uh, nope, no, nope, not nope, not nope, it. Nope, 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 yep. Uh I I backed off of that entirely. Uh <laughs> but for the same reason that um, you know, in the same way where we're like, hey, this is a conversation for for black people to be having. Um that part. same deal. Uh I I completely Respect all of that. Y'all have that conversation. Uh, Mad King, 1984, says, It feels like Cody is slowly turning into Bullet Club heel Cody. That's the thing. Again, Bullet Club Cody was who people liked. Yeah. So, uh, I'm with that. Uh, Hannah says, He's going to get booed in Washington, D.C. in a few years when he's running for president, too. <laughs> hey, as I, as I always like to point out, though, Washington, D.C., um, I don't know what people think of Washington, D.C. as a city, as far as a wrestling city is concerned, but they were the first city on TV to boo John Cena. Uh, that's like one of, that's always one of my favorite points of trivia is that it was Washington, D.C., the first city to, uh, that a Cena sucks chant broke out and that people were actively booing him in his match with Chris Jericho at SummerSlam. 2005 shout out to dc shout out to fight club pro wrestling they got an incredible show coming up next february we're talking about black pro wrestling there's so many incredible shows coming up in february i don't know where to start i'm so excited for everybody there used to be it's funny enough a little tangent i was watching defy wrestling before i went to bed and uh the main event was swerve against mvp and i was just thinking Dude, Swerve is incredible. Uh, it, it's 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 crazy the transition he's made from then to now. He's even a bigger star. He's even a bigger thing. But then he was on an incredible run. And back then, there was only a select few of black talent available to even be fans of. That's like when the inception of like the BW five hundred is kicking around in my brain because I'm like, okay, there's all these wrestlers that are incredible, and there needs to be a way for them to get shine. And so. Now, there's wrestling shows that the entire show is black talent. And to come from wrestling shows where I was the only black person at the whole event, wrestlers included, (laughs) to to now there's wrestling shows that the whole card is black talent is incredible. It's a great time. Fans for so for, for so long. We I've waited a long time for this. And so those people that are like, well, why do they do all black shows? I'm racist. I'm this. Every show that's not a black show is a white show. Every, our, I Just like I said, I've been to wrestling shows where I'm the only black person in the whole building, yeah. wrestlers included. That's not a joke. That's real life. Correct. So to see our our people finally get their opportunity to shine is incredible. And we want to celebrate it. We're not taking away from what happened we're not taking away from what's going on over here 
all elite wrestling is very white i love that show there's a lot of white people on it so it's fine to see another show that's all black now i'm gonna just slightly um challenge something you said there uh, -oh. uh because i will he's, say he's because but, you know those how no. those light skins be acting <laughs> so because <laughs> i will say i have been um in show or i've been to shows where i was the only black person in the audience but they weren't just all white shows because uh mainly because i will say one of the most surreal eye-opening experiences i ever had was going to a lucha show right and mm. it was all latino the whole yeah. crowd and that was a hoot mainly because it was my first experience with the fact that um that there's obviously so many different walks of Latinos you can appeal to, to right. the point of where literally, and mind you, I live in Colorado, which I don't know if people know this has a really high Hispanic population. I went to this Lucha show and uh, I didn't know who was in the ring. And I think a lot of people didn't know who was in the ring for these two guys, but all it took to create a dueling chant was for one of them to bring out a Puerto Rican flag and the other to bring out <laughs> a Mexican flag. And literally, yes. dueling chant, Puerto Rico, Mexico, uh, Puerto uh, Rico, Mexico. And like, yeah. one raises up one flag, half the crowd cheers. And I'm just sitting there watching it. I'm like, man, this is dope. Y'all are so into right. this. This is fucking yeah. great. And uh, yeah, S.A. Rios was on the, that show too, by the way. I see people in the chat saying, oh, what about Latina? I'm talking about my experience, guys. Yeah. Don't start so, adding in different experiences. I'm well, and, and, and that was why and what I've been through. That was why the only point I was challenging there is that yeah. I will say that I've been the only black person that I'm I have had a lack of a black experience. I'm so, from Bakersfield. I've been to a lot of shows that were 100% Latino shows, so I yeah. know what, what's going on. So yeah, on. I, I was really just challenging the point that they were that yeah. by not being black shows, they were white shows. Yeah, I have no, had the difference happen. I'm yeah. talking, you guys. Come on, don't talk <laughs> to the thing. You know how I'd be going off. But yeah, right? but but either way, like I said, I but it, it feels good right now. It feels good and it feels very different to suddenly have um because the thing is uh and, and phil's brought this point up before but um the black wrestling space and black wrestling fandom has really just been dominated for many many years by wwe conversation mm -hmm. and it feels really good right now that the uh that the black wrestling space right now in terms of um, the wrestlers that we get to be fans of and the wrestlers mm -hmm. that we get to talk about and the wrestling we get to talk about isn't just coming from WWE, that we do get to talk about the indies in a way that's not, that doesn't feel like uh, kind of an elitist exclusive club that right. we're kind of left out of. Um, I am enjoying that more than anything right now. And I think right. that this is a great time for that. Yeah. So what you, what you just described with that Lucha show though, that's stuff that we need to do as well. And that's yes, why I keep saying exactly. support the wrestlers. If exactly. we show up in unison to support yep. these shows and support right. that was how I like this, th that was exactly how I felt at that show. That's why I was like, man, y'all are wild. I could I would absolutely love it if And that's uh, exactly if that, and what, I love that we're here now. For that, the culture <laughs> last year when I went to For the Culture, that's exactly what it was. We just have to do that every time. So let's yes. show up and let's show out. Yeah, yeah, because uh, because honestly, you see where that leads. You see where uh, where guys who can work those types of shows eventually can get. So I'm all for it. I'm like, I I I, I feel like we're at such a great time, and I also feel like the best is yet to come. 
There's that, so I, much going hey man, on. I've yes. been watching Swerve move. I seen him put out put out the music. Then I I, I saw the Swerve's house um, announcement come out, and then I saw the other announcement. I was like, my man's cooking. I, I I've oh. been watching. Can't wait I to see what am, he does next. And I am ready. I can't wait, dude. Swerve is gonna set the world on fire. It's gonna be so man, amazing. Of that, just to go all the way back to the beginning of our podcast. That's what you got talked about on the Joe Budden I'm podcast. I'm saying, bro. Like, what? You're talking about Will Washington's tweet on the Joe Budden podcast. Big platforms are out here. Hove tweeted about it. We part of Rock Nation now. Look, it's crazy. I can't believe Will Washington has one of those like every three days, too, like if we're keeping it. Maybe even shorter because every time I, I go And on, it I'm ain't like, like this is like planned or anything. What? I'm just What's like, I just tweet shit that came to my mind. Like, uh, I really want that Apollo tweet to like. Uh, the, and I mean the, the Showtime at the Apollo tweet. Uh, oh, more yeah. people to see that because honestly, all right, I'm gonna tell, I laughed. I, I know. I am gonna tell, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tell a story here that I have been looking for that specific performance since it aired in like 2001. Where I remember I was in high school. That came on. I laughed so hard and I could not find that episode again. And sometimes like maybe once... <laughs> Every two years, I would like jump on YouTube and look for it. I would type in Holy Troop on YouTube. Couldn't find it, right? And so <laughs> I'm like, man, I need to see this again. And then I happen to be looking through Roku, and I see on the Roku channel, they have every episode of Showtime at the Apollo. And I'm like, man, I'm going to find this damn episode. And I was up to like 2.30 in the morning, and I'm skimming every episode of Showtime at the Apollo to find this damn clip. Because I'm like, I have to see this again. Did I dream this up? Like, was this even a real thing? Because it's been so long since I've seen it. I'm like, no, this was fucking real. And Holy Troop was a real group that got up there, performed, and were like halfway decent until old boy starts rapping and the crowd so turns good. on him completely. It's one of my favorite. I posted it to my Twitter. If you haven't seen it, twitter.com slash WilliamRBR. Um, and look for my Showtime at the Apollo clip. Viral tweets all day. You got the Mystic I'll, Man one going to I'll, hell for yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is just shit that just comes to my mind, and I'm just like, okay. But yeah, uh, I went through every episode of Showtime at the Apollo, and I'm like, does this even exist? Uh, Because I used to watch this show every Saturday night. I was ready. Showtime at the Apollo was was my jam. Um, I loved that last, like those last two seasons with uh, with Rudy Rush before the production changed over to Monique. But like Rudy Rush was a great host to me, and I found it, and I was so happy, and I watched it, and I started dying laughing. I'm like. This is the one. I remember it. It's exactly as I remember it. I hit record, tweeted it. I was so happy that I found it. <laughs> Damn, that's like 20, uh, 20 years of... Uh, 20 years 20 of years. of something that you... That's never happened to you. You like find something funny, but you can't find it again. And you go through all the processes to make sure you can't. I don't know. Hey, Marlon Jackson. Is this the real Marlon Jackson? I don't know. Probably not. But I at least am going to pretend in my head that it is... <laughs> Michael Marlin, <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, Jackson American Dreamer, uh, Joe's chasing Michael with the belt. Yep. <laughs> Michael Marlin, who left the palace? Who, who? You were defeating. <laughs> look, I'm sure you've probably heard that your whole life, Marlon Jackson. But look, I I just want it in my head that that Marlon Jackson watches grab. That was so. always a joke. That's so funny, Phil. Michael Marlin, me and my cousin used to. <laughs> He says, what is going on with Dante slash Team Taz? I understand now why Leo disappeared, but they brought out Lethal. Then the next week, Dante is with Seidel and Moriarty. Yeah, that that is weird to me that, like, Lethal challenged 
um, uh, Ricky Starks. And then I don't feel like that's been followed up on, uh, although Cody addressed it, so maybe it is. Uh, but yeah, he's back with Seidel all of a sudden. Dante is, and yeah, and then Moriarty's tied to it. Um, They're trying to find Dante a mouthpiece is what it looks like. They need someone to talk for him, and they thought that Leo was going to be the one. And they know that Seidel and Lee can't, Leland can't talk for him, so they need somebody. Lethal is like makes a lot of sense for them him to come in and be what? the mouthpiece for Dante and do yeah. all the things that Leo was going to do. They just put Jay the, Lethal in there. The way I read it is um, he very specifically said, you know, you act like you're everybody's brother. And I was like, that's because his brother's coming his back. His brother's coming back also. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Hey, Rob Reed says, Cody's promo on Steve Carino and ROH is still one of the best promos I've ever seen. Uh, Tom says, AEW world title, uh, MJF, then to CM Punk, then to Eddie Kingston. Also, who do you think Serena D was talking about, the new women coming in? Um, I think specifically uh, when she said that we've got new women, I think she was talking about, um, God, why am I drawing a blank on her name? Um, Mercedes? No, Tall Girl. What the hell? Uh, yeah, super tall. Why am I drawing a blank on her name? Somebody's going to say it in the chat, and I'm going to feel like an idiot. Tall um, Girl. Yeah, like super tall. She got a big entrance. Oh, uh, Megan Bain. Megan Bain. There it is. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Megan oh, Bain. <laughs> I, I think she was talking about um, uh, Megan Bain. I think she was talking about Marina as well. Um, and I think that those. Ember and Tony, those are going to. Yeah, those could be. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, there's a lot of, lot, but, lot but of I, going I, on the market. But I specifically, like, because can't, they can't sign Ember yet. But specifically, he said that they brought them in already. I think oh, that's I who she was talking about was Megan Bain and Marina Shafir. Um, good for, good for and, Megan, man. She, uh, she made a big mark with those Beyond Wrestling shows. And she Megan's, has been. Megan's mm-hmm. looking like money. Yeah, she's yeah. going up. Uh, let's see. Marius says. Uh, hello again from Romania. Uh, thanks right. for the show. Hey, uh, yeah, uh, I'm chilling with you after a stress-inducing exam I had this morning. Are we getting Cody versus Punk? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, let's see. Ricardo says, I want to see Keith Lee in the main event in AEW. Uh, I think the best thing they can do for Keith Lee is uh, because AEW hasn't done it yet, I want to see him answer a TNT challenge and win it. Uh, because they've done the open challenges so much, but nobody's won it from an open challenge. I want to see, uh, like all the matches have typically been hyped uh, when there's been a title change. I want to see them finally pull it off in an open challenge, and I think Keith Lee should be the one to do it. We're pretty close to this uh, 90-day thing, right? Like Really close. Uh, really like close. Next week is Keith Lee, and then the week after is uh, pretty much everybody from Hit Row. Uh, wow, so, wowzers. That's crazy. Um, so uh sean battle says much love always saw via pw insider more departure slash contract expirations from aew in the days ahead uh february is looking a lot more interesting uh yeah so uh and i'm seeing uh people in the chat talking about tpw um telling you tyler perry it's happening telling you it's Uh, (laughs) It's gonna be great y'all are gonna love it um great uh, Okami Sama says, uh, I hate this narrative that Leo Rush was difficult. Why? The because worst. he didn't want to bring uh, grown ass men water in WWE. Yes, I exactly. It. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate it. Brendan says, Would it make people feel better to think of it uh, as the former Undisputed Era for feuding with chaos? Wrestling in 2022 is crazy. It's insane. Are, they are yeah. feuding, feuding with chaos. I they are. Because Orange yeah. is a part of chaos. Yep. Uh, chaotic, but, but this, here's the thing. 
They they don't respect any of that either. It's, no, they don't care about that. They don't they yeah. don't respect it until WWE signs them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chaotic Butterfly Man. Hello, Grapsity Crew. Uh, awesome episode as always. You know Vince is gonna try and book Tyler Perry to run in during Lashley versus Lesnar. Yo, come on, man. <laughs> we do not need to see that. <laughs> it couldn't be the worst thing, you know. We gotta get his feet wet. Get Tyler Perry's feet wet, and you know when we eventually do it. Uh, uh, Lashley and you guys are going to be there I'm jealous I'm going to cry myself to sleep Bobby Lashley I interviewed Bobby Lashley talking about that match and he said it's funny enough that we got to where we got now because initially I was like yo so what's up with this Bobby Lashley what's up with this Brock Lesnar match I know everyone in the world that interviews you says that they ask about this match they ask about that Bobby Lashley said I talked to management one time and they told me that nobody wants to see that match which is cap Management told Bobby Lashley that no one wants to see him and Brock Lesnar in a match. Even though you brought up Bobby Lashley to be the replacement Brock Lesnar. Like what? You literally brought him in after Brock Lesnar left and, and La- gave and him Brock Lesnar. like, I know that's cap. He's like, I could post about my kids brushing their teeth on Instagram and the comments are going to be, when are you going to wrestle Brock Lesnar? I'm like, yeah. everyone wants to see that match. I don't even now, know why they said that. That's why. only reason I'm like, not like I thought the video package was great. And uh, like, it reminded me a lot of the road to stuff. And I, I thought it was really good. Um, my only reservation about the match is that I would love to see it in a time where we didn't know that the Roman match is ultimately the yeah. destination. I would like, like if this were like SummerSlam, where mm-hmm. there wasn't something else on the horizon, I mm-hmm. would feel a whole lot better about it. But I hate that it's on the road to WrestleMania, knowing that like they already have their sights on Brock and Roman. They already have like started looking ahead. They've already booked ahead. Um, like yeah. on screen, we're already talking about Brock and Roman. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I would have loved to have seen Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar in a time where there could be a shred of doubt. But I'm like, yeah. man... <laughs> Brock's yeah, gonna I, win this, and you know I would have loved to have seen more MVP Paul Heyman stuff. You know I would have loved like there's a lot more I wanted to see from this, and we will get MVP and Paul Heyman going head to head. I think this Monday. Um, that's that's my only like, yeah, but I'm happy. I'm gonna get to see it at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I also get to see uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Uh, and yep, there's a little more stuff we're gonna talk about there. Uh, I am bad. La Lucha says it's annoying to talk pro wrestling with WWE locals because uh, they don't see anything outside of their spectrum. Uh, it's like one of those who say USA is the best country, but have never left their hometown or state. Max uh, Urbane yeah, brought up. That's, uh, that's Max funny. says I can't wait to see pics of Will at the Rock Nation brunch. That's hilarious. Uh, I get my Rock Nation hat. Send it. Uh, uh, Bad Company Bill says the Apollo tweet had me rolling. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad more people got to see that because it's one of my favorite things. Uh, Brendan says, isn't Lethal more interested in messing with Ricky Starks than helping Dante? That's how it seemed to me, at least. I could see it from that angle, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, Matthew S. says, Terminus feels like they've got something really special. A lot of small, careful touches, like uh, the niche they're going for, and I am all in. Uh, let's see. Got a few more super chats. Uh, Timothy says, as a Jew, too many people speaking for us on Gunther and Melt's controversies <laughs> makes me appreciate letting black voices speak all for themselves. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and 
Uh, got another one from uh, Okami-sama, who says, I'm trying to find the raw episode when D'Lo Brown was telling Stacey Keebler he got to have her. She looked like a white woman in distress as a black guy. Uh, I found it so cringe. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that was like, what, 2002? Uncle um, D'Lo. D'Lo's the man. When yeah. that when that yeah. gif came out of him walking to the ring, I think that was SummerSlam with with Deborah and yeah, yeah. He's, got, he's got both the titles and D'Lo's the man. He just yeah. is. I like that he got to get into some action recently on the Impact episode when the ROH team put him through a table a couple times. That was dope. Kyrian asks, uh, have you guys been keeping up with the online feud between the Briscoes and FTR? Wonder what the holdup is with TK signing the Briscoes. Uh, potential that ftr is going to be in the building tomorrow at this super huge gcw show briscoe's have an open challenge set for tomorrow so could be kicking off tomorrow tony khan could be being a nice guy and letting it build like this and then leading to the briscoe signing so yeah i have no idea uh let's see those briscoe promos have been fired too yeah super funny Orion Ben six 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 says, "Howdy, Grab City. Got to give kudos to AEW for Bane and Shafir. A thumbs down for Leo, and a big ups to Jade and Anna J for that main event uh, when both are relatively rookies. Thanks for listening, Daryl. Yes, um, Jade Cargill is one hundred percent improving with every single match. That was way I, better than the last time she was in a match. It's crazy. I love that main event. I thought that there were some really smart spots in it." Yeah. Um, I imagine that those two probably benefited from probably doing a lot of training together right. uh, and having come up around roughly Shout out the to same QT time. QT Marshall, man. We talk a lot of trash about QT Marshall. <laughs> QT Marshall. But yeah. was not expecting that. He, no, no, because he, I saw a tweet that he trained both of the women in the main event. QT ah. Marshall has been doing an incredible, killer, phenomenal job down at the Nightmare Factory training a bu- the next generation. There's so many talented wrestlers. They have a couple of YouTube shows where you can watch the progression of these wrestlers. Mm-hmm. There's wrestling shows. Shout out to QT Marshall. He's doing a great job. As you can see, it's right there on display. And he had a super huge hand in training Hook, too. This guy's out here is doing it. A big, big hand for AEW. A great grab for them. I thought that, um, like I said, that main event last night, um, there was a lot of pressure. Uh, for a number of reasons. Last night's Rampage was live. Uh, so it was one of those like, oh, you're going to do this live. Okay. That's interesting. Because like, for all the love Hook's gotten, that was Hook's first live performance. Yeah. Uh, that and the all the rest did of, it live too. Yeah, like, all the rest of those Rampages have been taped. And he did that live. And so uh, that's a, so the, I, I thought it was an interesting live Rampage last night. But I thought that they did come through. Um, and they had the main event. I want to see like that. That's basically what I expect from Jade Cargill's reign going forward. Right. Um, and I can't wait to see what else uh, they do with it. Do they do? I'm curious. Do they do matches after Rampage? Like, was that the main? That event was the, of the main whole event night? after that's, the show. After the show was over, deal. basically CM Punk came out and uh, you know sent the crowd home. Sent home. Yeah, that's sent a big home. deal for those ladies. Shout out to those ladies. Yeah, they they had the last match. Like I know they've done like women's matches where. It's been the main event of Dynamite, but right. it but they tape Rampage after or um, something things like, like that. that. But like because yeah. like uh, at Battle of the Belts, you know, Riho versus Britt was the main event of the live show. But uh, Hangman had the match that sent everybody home. Uh, the match they taped for Dark. This was just there was nothing taped afterward. That was it. That's dope. Um, yeah. 
They Let's they see. did a great job. I really liked that uh, visual of her flexing with the belt with the graphic behind her. The that graphic was, was really good. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought like it seemed out of the the Undertaker's book because they used to do mm. that at WrestleMania. Uh, Myron says, uh, "Have y'all seen that Jeff Jarrett promo for GCW? Hilarious and awesome in the same time. Uh, man is out here looking like the Undertaker. Uh, speaking of the Undertaker, <laughs> he uh, is doing an Undertaker thing. That's funny. So we got uh, yeah. a few more topics." Oh. I was just going to say, it's jarring watching him do that and do all these cool things elsewhere. And then he showed up on SmackDown and it was just like the nostalgia stuff again. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> like I, I said, they don't even do have that. like nostalgia for anything after like 95, even though right. like, <laughs> I don't know, my Jeff Jarrett brain, when I think of his WWE run, I think of the stuff with Deborah and China. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm here. Uh, yeah, they so. always go. That that's what I think. Mickey, somebody was talking about how, yeah, where they said that they shoot for weird nostalgia and they don't mm-hmm. want like, no man, present me as I'm presented now. Like we're yeah. not talking about 2001, 2005, 1995, bro. What's going on here? Yep. Uh, so, um, Gunter uh, is Walter's new name. And uh, this all started in the day because the story came out that WWE had trademarked the name Gunther Stark. Uh, This led to people to Google the name Gunther Stark, uh, only to discover that that was the name of a Nazi general. And uh, so people were like, ooh, can't imagine who this name's going to go to. And then uh, someone even jokingly (laughs) tweeted, uh, I bet they're like, what if it's Walter's new name? They're like, no way. Uh, And then, of course, um, WWE at least backed off of the last name here's the thing uh i am going to give a little more benefit of the doubt than most people are willing to uh i think they were mostly unaware i think no way no 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 hold on hold on hold on no 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 hold on okay (laughs) i know i know i know <laughs> a billion dollar company will this is a billion I know dollar but the thing is company. they've done this There's before no right way. no they've done but they've had this happen to them before I think when people say that I think that's a scam too they know every single move that they're going to make they know what the reaction is going to be they know what's going to on, go on they're just fucking dumb they don't care I'm giving it a little because I will say that like as somebody who currently for example works for a billion dollar company right there are times where like something has made it through like 25 people and not a single person decided to like do their due diligence until like it finally got to the right person who was finally like wait 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 wait, we can't do this and like made it through that many people and not a single person looked up and went Wait, wait, wait. Why are we doing this, right? They and, can't. Dude. And so dude, I, I'm like, like wondering if Taco Bell has a new special. I'm Googling it. A little <laughs> tiny minor thing, bro. There's no way this because because like I said, this has happened. This has happened to WWE company. before. Like you know, the name Wade Barrett, right? Like because sometimes they come up with these new names and don't even realize like where have I heard that name before, right? But like Wade Barrett was the name of a soccer player, like a kind of noteworthy soccer player um, in Europe, and nobody decided to like, hey. Let me look up Wade Barrett to make sure that's not already somebody's name. And they trademarked it. They gave it to this wrestler. And then it was like, hey, there's actually a dude named Wade Barrett who's out there, right? And then uh, same deal with, uh, on a larger scale, Tony D'Angelo, where um, the name Tony D'Angelo belonged to a porn star, right? Oh <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't know that. That's and, then, and, then, and again, they assigned it to Tony D'Angelo. Jeez. And... Uh, it made it through enough people 
to where nobody bothered to look that up to make sure that, hey, you know, especially because Tony D'Angelo wasn't somebody who already had like a noteworthy wrestling career. Uh, so Googling that name was actually going to bring up the other Tony D'Angelo first for maybe a couple of weeks before uh, WWE's Tony D'Angelo finally takes over. So like, and that was a porn star, Shawn Michaels. They, they yeah, this thing, this is pretty. <laughs> but like, so as far as the Gunther Stark thing is concerned, I, I don't think there was any intentionality there. As much as it's just funny, and I think that to me is really what it is. Is it's just like, it's a, a funny, stupid thing to get wrong, and I think it's just more fun to like beat him up over it than than. I think they were gonna drop the last name. Like he was good, just gonna be Gunther, and that's the funniest thing about it. Is like how well, that's is that's an awful name, bro. So now going back to this. I think the name change is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I think that because so let me take a step back. Let's just assume that I'm one of these older NXT fans uh, that happens to like not really be involved in any of the Internet stuff. Doesn't really know what's going on with anything. I just happen to follow the product. Why logically <laughs> after this match you see it's not like walter is new right like you've seen walter multiple times referred to as walter but why after this match logically would you would walter after the match is over grab the mic and be like actually it's gunther <laughs> like that's the, that's the silliest way for him to go into it so he was like no actually my name's gunther right. it's gunther yeah and like <laughs> If I were a viewer, why would I be like, wait, wait, wait? Were they just getting his name wrong all this time? Like, was for three, like for three years, were yeah. they just saying it incorrectly? And finally, he was just like, look, guys, I think you guys need to know that like Walter was never my name. My name is Gunther. Like, yo, and, my closed captioning was messed up that whole time. It kept saying Walter when it should have said Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> like logically, why did he choose now? To tell everybody what his new name is. Like, this is a guy who is the longest reigning NXT UK champion in history. And that whole time, they were like, this is Walter. And, like, logically, was this character just in the back of his mind thinking, like, man, if only they knew my name was Gunther. <laughs> like, he went like he went the first day and told him that his name was Walter, but they just were calling him, uh, his name was Gunther, but they just kept calling him Walter. He's like, I guess I'll never correct him. And then to that, that one day, he was like, you know what, tonight, after my match, I'm going to let these motherfuckers know my name is actually Gunther this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, logically, it makes no sense for him to just suddenly be like, yeah, actually, I'm Gunther. I'm Gunther. <laughs> yeah, the stupidest name change. I mean, <laughs> be, be, beyond beyond the problematic stuff about this, like the, them, you know, using There's a, a lot. Nazi name. And right. I mean, I don't know how I fall. I I can see this being a legitimate accident, but I think the other problem with it is they're so dead set on doing the evil foreign heel thing they that are. was like no walter's not a foreign enough name you've got to get right. something even more mm -hmm. german or austrian because mm -hmm. walter's not german he's austrian um and so i can see it but then at the same time it's like with everything that this guy has done for you for the last three years why do you just decide now <laughs> at the time that now is the time to turn him to Gunther. Is it because he came to NXT 2.0 and everybody's right. stereotype is dialed up to a thousand there? Right. I think everybody genuinely has a problem with the name Walter in WWE. Right. I think and then, that and no then Finn Balor tweeted like everybody hated Finn, but you didn't come in as Prince Devitt for three years. Finn, 
Not, yeah. Not, I mean, people not, were kind of ragging on it, but then, like, people were like, but his real name is Fergal. Like, right. honestly, like, I don't and think people hated him. And Finn. he didn't come in for three years and be Prince Devitt and then one day say, actually, I'm not Prince Devitt. I'm fucking Finn. No, he came in as Finn. Like, like it'd be different if he, if Walter <laughs> came into the company as Gunther, it'd be a little bit different, but he was the fucking champion as Walter. Yeah, he was in a Survivor Series match. Like, this isn't somebody <laughs> Yeah, and, and I mean to 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 go to Finn's point, and I'm not totally disagreeing with him because I don't I don't remember people hating it. Yeah, but, me either. Um, the problem is they do this thing all the time where they will spend years or months letting something get over, and then they'll just change it with no reasoning, and mm-hmm. then they'll expect fans to not complain at all. Well, of course I'm going to complain because this guy's been Walter for three years. It's right. just like. Man, the Finn coming in and saying, hey, you guys hated this. All right, but you went back to calling yourself the Prince when you right. went back to NXT because yeah. that is the thing that helped you get over. And so, I don't know. I just think trying to ignore something that was popular and the fans wanted, you're constantly going to be reminded, like, oh, yeah, this isn't what it was before. Like, look at Nikki Cross. Like, some people are right. never going to get over the fact that she's just not NXT Nikki Cross anymore just mm-hmm. because... That's what she would present it to them. I saw someone just tweet when she did the turn, like, is she going to go back to sanity, Nikki Cross? Like, people can't forget about it. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's going to be the thing that dogs this Walter change for a a long time. People are just going to be like, no, he's Walter. I only know him as Walter. I mean, this guy's been wrestling as Walter for what, since like 2005? A long time. Yeah, like it, was, it used to be like Big Van Walter or something. Like and that. and you know the the thing is, um, going back to what you said about WWE wanting a name that uh, that you know really throws the foreignness in somebody's face. Because uh, I was asked on a podcast, I did a couple of podcasts this past week, and somebody asked me uh, on the representation topic uh, what I'd like to see change from AEW in terms of representation, what I'd like to see, see change from WWE. And I talked about how um, really with AEW, it's just the use of talent. Um, and then as far as w- or WWE is concerned, I was like, I want to see them get out of the habit of stereotyping. Like that, to me, is their their worst habit because WWE has this problem where they like to make people's ethnicity or nationality their gimmick. And there's a problem with that. And uh, what I said on this podcast, uh, and it was just the point Apollo. That, what was behind it? The the point that came to me uh, as I was thinking about this was that Apollo, um, uh, he's he's one of many cases. But the problem with making people's ethnicity their gimmick in general, no matter what it is in pro wrestling, especially for heels, is that uh, and again. Ethnicity, nationality, uh, um, either one, uh, because they do it a lot, is that a heel's job is to position the fans against their character, or in most cases, their gimmick. So when their entire gimmick or character is simply their nationality, you are positioning the fans to hate that nationality. And that is... Uh, that's a big problem. They're trying and, to garner my least favorite thing that WWE that happens with their crowds is when they tra- chant USA. 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 Oh yeah. feel so uncomfortable. I'm All right. Like, this, and this is bad. I don't like and, this. And I feel like when somebody's nationality is their gimmick, you're trying to position people against that nationality, especially for a heel. And I always worry about that 
And that was my initial worry. I said it at the time when they brought in Apollo or when they, when Apollo introduced his new gimmick, uh, I was like, um, I think it is, it's not so much that I dislike the gimmick as much as I worry about putting the fans against his nationality. Right. Um, and the fact yeah. that if he's going to come out and throw it in people's faces, the fans are going to throw it back at him that, uh, that it you know i i don't know i i feel uncomfortable with that kind it's of a shit. touchy subject yeah and i and I, that's yeah. why i generally feel like it is wwe's worst habit to make somebody's nationality their gimmick it Let shouldn't me, be and to be fair this has been a wrestling thing for decades to you a know take time. an ethnicity mm-hmm. and yep. make that the character mm-hmm. um and you know, it's just the fact that WWE still there used to be a tag team called still... the Oriental Express, and neither oh, one God. was. What? <laughs> they still do it, and like it's just a problem to me because they still do it. Um, it's especially bad with their Asian talent. Yes, um, and as I've seen with Saray on the yes. same program, it's oh, like. <laughs> wow. uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's the problem with it. It's just a dated tactic to get people mm-hmm. to boo. And I think that they have to grow past it. And it's part of why the go-go stuff didn't work. Because once you try mm-hmm. to get, get into this uber-patriotic um, baby face against this foreign menace, it just, it's just dated. You can tell stories to get and get people to boo and cheer without doing that. And right. it's, uh, it's especially dated because of the fact that wrestling isn't so American-dominated anymore. Exactly. Um, the yeah. fact that so many guys ha- are, are from so many different parts of the world getting over Or even over farther today. than that, the crowds. The crowds aren't like when, when they used to chant USA in the 70s, it was a crowd full of you know, one race or one whatever. Now it's like these crowds are as diverse as the crowd. I think of the people who like travel for WrestleMania and all that. Like there are so many people who come from different parts of the world that you can't Mm -hmm. necessarily do that any longer. Right. Um, But I feel like the old heads are still stuck in that mindset. And uh, I feel like, yeah, Gunther is one of those names that it's like, we really want to hammer in your head that this is a man who's, uh, who is foreign, who is Austrian, who mm-hmm. um, we want you to know that. And Walter didn't feel like you knew that enough. Um, and then like, it's, I'm it's sure just, WWE jumped for joy when they found out they had a wrestler named Seamus, who's Irish. And they're like, right. man, we Perfect. got it. Yeah. <laughs> and but his I, full name was Seamus O'Shaughnessy. Oh, my God. We got everything we need. I think the thing that goes along with it is just more of like how WWE sticks to really old concepts. Like they didn't yeah. look like that's like that sounds like a name from the 60s. Like why don't you why aren't we updating things? Why are we looking to the past? Why are we naming pay-per-views Great Balls of Fire and shit? You know what I mean? Like it goes along to those type of things of like we need to improve. You guys are going backwards. We need to be going forward. Yeah. All right, we got a couple more topics um before we've got a dip uh so it's a shame reg isn't gonna be there but uh gcw again i'm sad about it yeah at gcw at hammerstein uh is happening tomorrow and this is gonna be uh it's one of the, the biggest, biggest show- this independent is the- wrestling shows in a long time brother this is the biggest show they've ever put on and uh yeah definitely the the biggest um uh independent show put on in a long time uh main event of it is well hold on hold on so because that's going to take us to our next topic so i was going to go over the rest of the card we're going to go from the back to the forward yeah yeah 
because uh yeah we're gonna here 17 years i've only been here a few months (laughs) so we've got um because we're gonna see ruby soho versus ali catch um and matt cardona versus joey janela uh jeff jared versus effie um and well we're gonna see the briscoes in a mystery gcw tag team title match aj got his match canceled because eddie kingston is then, out so yep. he still doesn't know he, he i talked to him a few days ago he didn't know what his match was they still haven't announced it so mm-hmm. we're going to see uh jonathan gresham though is going to defend his original roh world title against blake christian and yes for the gcw world title it's going to be homicide mm-hmm. challenging Hold up. I want to bring up the graphic for our <laughs> number one. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, why didn't that save? Uh, I, I hit save on it. Hold He's on. He's working on He's on the fly. For yeah, the number there we go. one. The number one. Homicide. Look, man. Moxley. John Moxley is back. John Moxley made his return this mm-hmm. week on Dynamite. Um, he's back. He's ready to go again. Dude looked phenomenal. Um, and John Moxley is my son's favorite wrestler. Uh, Mox. And, and uh, it was one of those things where Billy, I feel like his wrestling memories like first developed like right around like middle of 2018 was really like when... When he was traumatized. <laughs> that was 2019. With, with the Bailey buddies. That was, that was 2019. <laughs> but 2018 was really where like I remember... He was just like really into it and was like starting to acknowledge what was happening in pro wrestling. And that was when Dean Ambrose returned. So he didn't have any memory of Dean Ambrose beforehand. He was just like, oh, Seth Rollins has a friend. Okay, cool. And when he returned um, to help against, and he had the new look all of a sudden. Uh, and like from then on, he's been Billy's favorite wrestler. And like Billy was like upset when he turned heel. But then uh, he left anyway and went to AEW. And he's just been Billy's guy. And so, uh, you know, I took Billy to meet him at a Comic-Con just a few weeks ago, or two few months ago, and uh, I have the picture with Mox. But, uh, yeah, of course, Mox left for rehab three months ago. We weren't sure when we were going to see John Moxley again. But here he is, and he's l- lean again. Yeah. Um, and, like, the weird thing is, the the shape Moxley was in, you know, was obviously something that people were remarking on um, in those last few months, uh, and were like, he looks really different, you know, he's his hair is like pretty much gone, and he definitely looks bloated. Um, it's amazing how quickly that happened because Alcohol, I was man. because I was watching the other day, I was watching um, Double or Nothing, the Moxley and Kingston versus the Young Bucks match. Moxley looked fine then, looked like he does now, uh, like. It was crazy that in May of last year was, you know, he was still looking like John Moxley. And then it was really like that summer run where uh, after he returned and he was defending the IWGP United States title, um, it was like, okay, Moxley's definitely gotten, a, you know, he's thicker and everybody was making it their was, marks. Th- yeah, it was it was COVID. Like it was more than Lo- just being a pro wrestler that went along with it too. You know what I'm saying? So somebody had even pointed out there, you know, the thing everybody was saying was, oh, yeah, dad bod Mox was there because he was a new dad. Um, Yeah. yeah. But you know what? So Mox cut this promo and he said a few things that really spoke to me. Uh, The the thing he said more than anything else, because, man, I feel this. Um, He mentioned how he had that dark cloud over him, that demon over him that asked him, where do you get off thinking you deserve all of this? And man, 
when shit's going right for me, that's the question I ask myself all the time of like, why do I deserve any of this? Like, uh, you know, and, and if you have self-sabotage type habits, that's the kind of stuff that can lead you to do that kind of stuff when like things are going alcohol really is first yeah, thing to pick first up thing right because like yep. you know alcohol drugs any of those things if you have that type of habit and you things are going well for you because look at where he was right like he had uh he had his book was out he has mm-hmm. um he has renee young uh and on top of that she or renee paquette uh but on top of that she uh is having his baby and uh he's you know, he's not the champ anymore, but he's still on top of the wrestling world, man. Top one. guy. Yeah, top guy. He won Wrestler of the Year from PWI. Uh, he was number one. Like, there's a lot of things that um, everybody was kind of commending Moxley for. Moxley was kind of on the run of his career. He was having all these matches with these Jap- with uh, the top Japanese guys. And it was like, I can fully understand somebody who's having that much go right for them look up and go, why do you think you deserve this? Right. You don't, mm-hmm. and and you Especially get into those when, sabotaging like, his, habits. His old company kind of told him that he didn't deserve it, like he right. did, You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and so to get that success that they told you you weren't going to achieve, and to achieve it, that's a bigger reason to be like, well, they told me I didn't deserve this. Maybe I don't deserve this. You know? I, and that, that I, like I said, I felt that because I have felt that there are times right. where, um, you know, I honestly I feel that these days a lot of the time where like uh shit is going really well and i'm just like but why like i i don't i don't deserve any of this i don't deserve any of that like work's going really well for me and i uh <laughs> right now and i look up and i'm like but <sighs> uh i don't deserve that i don't and i don't feel like i do no matter what i've done i don't feel like i deserve it and i feel i felt that from mox and it was a great promo him telling that guy it was uh, real. go to him telling that guy go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Uh because honestly like that just seemed very reactionary. It was really much it was just somebody said some shit, he heard it and he was just like, "Hey, go fuck yourself. Get that guy out of here, you piece of you shit." You know what? I but- do want to say something about that cuz people were spending a narrative. Uh, you can hear what the guy says. The guy says bring the garbage man to take out the trash. He doesn't say anything about alcohol. He doesn't say right. anything about drinks. So like you guys could be mad, but like this is just a dumb fan. Like, yeah, he said, down. get that piece. He, know, said, he said, get that piece of trash out of the and ring. Look, and look, and look at this. You don't have to even like people were rejoicing about this situation. You don't have to like John Moxley, and you don't have to. That guy has the right to do that, even though it's fucking awful. But that guy has the right to say, I don't like this guy. He sucks. Yeah, but but I will say, like in the middle of that kind, because it wasn't like it wasn't like John Moxley sucks, he should die. In that guy's mind, he's just not a fan of John Moxley. You know how these wrestling fans are; they spear people that think they screwed him out of their PayPal thing. So this guy in his mind (laughs) is thinking, John Moxley's been gone. He sucks. I don't like him. Get this guy out of the ring. So like you you know it's it's a it's a fine line. Yeah, fine lines to be to to be. I will say that though, Rich. Like I, I I agree. But I do think that there is a time and a place. And I think that some wrestling fans I mean, wrestling with, fans, you know. Yeah, they struggle with to. understanding when the time and the place. If this is this man's first promo after he's been away for months, struggling with real life issues, that just wasn't a time for that. It wasn't. And like the fact that. I mean, uh, for, for normal in their mind people, there's never a time for some dumb shit like that. But, you know. We're, yeah, so, just, so I, the time. 
um, to to steal a point from Shao Rasap, you know, they uh, the thing was, it was his first promo back, and like that was a sold out or nearly sold out. I think it was the like nice. I think it was like the crowd was on some shit. Yeah, that night. well, I was gonna say that was like a ninety nine point seven percent sold out venue, uh, according to my dude at WrestleTick. Shout out Bill. Um, but they uh, uh, and in that moment when Moxie was talking, you could hear a pin drop in the building, like everybody was ready to hear what he had to say and so yeah i think under most circumstances some guy yelling that kind of shit out probably wouldn't even stand out but in that moment where everybody was just silent ready to hear what moxley had to say and this guy just I mean, like I, I shouts out I'm some just, shit I, i'm used to wrestling fans i've heard people yell during 10 bell salute so like regular you know like shit's wild wrestling fans are awesome shit yeah, yeah. Um, this wild. That's where we'll get. That's where we'll end up at. <laughs> yep. And that said, uh, I'm just happy to have him back. He wrestled yeah. uh, Ethan Page last night. He's wrestling uh, tomorrow good. night in He's the wrestling tomorrow main night. event against Homicide. The shit's gonna go crazy. Sold out crowd. Homicide won the ROH Championship in the Hammerstein Ballroom against Brian Danielson. This is just like a perfect marriage of great pro wrestling and pro wrestling moments. He had the stare down with Brian Danielson after his match oh last night. My. Come on. We're here. We're here. Oh Moxley's my. back. Uh, so I miss Brian Danielson. I was just happy to see Brian out there with uh, his white tee. Yeah. Himself, <laughs> so <That's> my guy. <laughs> couple of notes. Um, I want to read the last of the super chats and the Humper chats from Humper chats. We've got uh, D'Lo Diggs. My bad. That was my hands that made that fart noise, by the way. Um, <laughs> so if anybody was wondering... <laughs> We're ending this show on a wild note. It was that. But anyway. But anyway. Let me spit. Let me spit. Yeah. 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 But anyway. So D-Lo said, tuned in late. Hope you fellas are doing well. One love. Wrestle Voice says, the world is not ready for Swerve. I can't wait for him to be on the main event scene because I keep telling people that you have not seen anything yet. I've been telling people that for years. Um, I want him to eat along with some other brothers and sisters I'm writing about this year. Uh, Hamlet says, remember if Adam Cole, multi-time NXT champ, signed back with WWE, they were going to change his name and cut his hair. I hope Walter is a reminder that your name is not... like That story should have told people that the stuff with Adam Cole had some merit. Um, they, somebody on, said changed. in the chat, and they were right, he would be losing to Madcap Moss right now on SmackDown <laughs> if he stayed in WWE. They, come on, so, man. They, they changed Keith Lee's name. They, can't, they yeah. changed Dijakovic's name to T-Bar. Like, I know, and, and, and I've seen people <laughs> defend it, and they'll be like, uh, you know, uh, maybe it was Walter's idea. Ever think about that? And I'm like, no. didn't y'all say that with Keith Lee? Remember people were like, hey, this, is, this could have been Keith Lee's idea to, to be Bearcat, oh, and then I Keith Lee Keith was Lee's like, tweet too. Yeah, yep. They're uh, about zero for a hundred of that being the wrestler's idea. I haven't heard one yeah. wrestler yet that was like, yes, that dumb idea was my idea. It doesn't so, work like that. Yeah, I mean, just to put this in perspective, you think that a guy that has wrestled by his real name for, what, 16, 17 years would just decide out of the blue today, hey, maybe let's change it up. Nah. Walter, no. <laughs> he wasn't even trying to, there were stories that he wasn't trying to go to the main roster for a lot, a litany of reasons, and I'm sure this was one of the reasons. <laughs> All right, last of the super chats, and then I got to get out of here. Nathan says, shout out to QT Marshall for being Tyron Lou to hooks Allen Iverson. <laughs> yes. Brendan says, uh, QT is out here, uh, is out doing the entire WWE PC. I'm not going to go Honestly. that far. Uh, but he that's, said, that's a, that's a bit much. Y'all show is a great listen, even super late here in Taiwan. 
Um, thank you, you guys, for the you awesome work. When you guys where you guys are, it's wild. <laughs> Taiwan, like, okay. what? Ryan said, uh, first Dynamite opening with women, first main event uh, without Brit. Jade and Jay had the light shine on uh, on them, and they delivered. I'm now a total Jade Brony mark. Yeah, Jade is uh, definitely a popular one here. Um, King D says, the WWE was aware enough to trade market. I think they straight up underestimated the intelligence of the fans. They do. They often uh, do that. And then also Sean says, uh, two words, submission sorority. That was another one. Um, Shout out to Paige. She's been cooking yeah. on the two. She cooked Bully Ray with that tweet about, if you have a mental health thing, make sure to check yeah. in with Bully Ray before pa- you come back. Paige would have never let this, yeah. this, this Sonya stuff happen. Ever. <laughs> Shot, right. Shot Kid 29 said, this whole thing with Walter is par for the course with WWE. Just look at this Saray repackage on the same show. Yikes. Uh, Ryan says, and all of the stereotypical German names, Gunther. 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 Uh, Kurt Page says, Saray as a magical schoolgirl is just insulting. Uh, Phil's DD or Daily DDT article on the Apollo gimmick uh, from last year was one of my favorite wrestling pieces of 2021. Phil Appreciate Lindsay, you, that's, the Phil. Guy, that's the guy. He got another one out there on wrestling names now that uh, is very good. Yep. Got a lot uh, of heat for that article. I appreciated people yeah. that that understood what I was trying to say. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh Mad King says, John Moxley went from deathmatch wrestler to a top guy in WWE and AEW. I always have respect for him. Unique wrestler, Terry Funk vibes. Love Mox. He's great. And Brent says, uh, in at the buzzer, I guess. Hope you all had a great week. Definitely in at the buzzer. And that is the buzzer. And that is it for this edition of City. Thank you for being with us. Hey, next Saturday, we're going to be in St. Louis. If you're going to be around, uh, let us know. Um, try and say what's up. Um, and yeah, yo, Phil's check out that the... new Righteous Reg music video of the circus. It's check on it Twitter out. right now. It's fire. I it is absolute fire. And uh, Reg definitely went around town filming that. And uh, Oakland, look, yep, <laughs> and it's great. Check that out. Uh, Righteous Reg, follow him on Twitter. Follow Phil on Twitter. He's Phil DL six one six. I am William RBR. We are Grap City, Grap City Pod. Uh, this has been another edition of Grap City. Uh, and for my dudes here, we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money.